Dig Shock. Dig Shock. Dr. Frankenstein said he sewed and stitched deep into the night without a hitch. Right. Yep. Uh, we know the, the drill. Book we know the drill. Coming. Yeah, Vegas Valley Comic Festival. That's this Saturday, right? Yep. Saturday. Where's it? Where's it? Uh, the uh, Clark County Library over on Flamingo uh, near behind, Maryland. It's right behind. Yeah. Uh, behind Brian Alton Reality. Okay. Right behind where? Alternate Reality Comics. Oh, okay. Oh, it's that location. Does he yeah. do like a treasure trail to his his door? He should. <laughs> he's pretty involved in it. I know he's heavily involved in it. A little manscaping um, treasure. In trail. fact, he has a uh, he has an event tomorrow. <laughs> From two to eight, he's got the Philbach brothers out there. Ooh, uh, Andy, you know the uh, the steampunk girl, invention girl, or what's her name? What's she called? There's a whole bunch of steampunks in town. No, 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 no. There's a comic book. It's called like something girl. Lady Mechanica. Mm-mm. No, nope. I've heard of that one actually. You talking about that. Girl Genius? Yes. I've been trying to get you to read Girl Genius for six years. I've read some Girl Genius. I've read some Girl Genius, but my friend Troy just interviewed the creators on his nerd show. Phil and Kaya? Yes. Mm-hmm. He interviewed them. I know you know them as What's well. What's the name right? of the show? It's called uh, uh, Rocky Mountain Geek Tank. Oh, I yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Colorado. Rocky Mountain Geek Tank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Colorado. Girl Genius is brilliant because uh, it's a steampunk comic. It was the first really serious steampunk thing I ever saw. And. Uh, it's uh, an alternate history where all of Europe is populated by or ruled by mad scientists. It's a mad science ruled place. I, it was definitely steampunk before steampunk was as big as it is. Absolutely, yeah. It was steampunk. Whatever you say, Barbara Mandrell. When steampunk wasn't cool. Yep. <laughs> you actually sung the song. I did. <laughs> Welcome, folks. This is Geek Shock number 260. I am Master Torgo. Barbara Mandrell. <laughs> 80s Jeff. Fact check, Andy. Flip floppy Matt. And we're here to talk week and geek. Uh, what's really bizarre, this is you know, pre-Halloween episode. Pretty much everyone came dressed up, and it's really freaking me out because mm-hmm. this was not arranged. Yeah, it's crazy. I was gonna I just put this on to like just kind of freak y'all out. But no, y'all came in your costumes. Not not, not. well, you came in skull pants. I'll uh, I'll give I'm you that. Skull pants, man. We like Today. Halloween. It makes us happy. It's true. <laughs> too too much joy. Jeff put on his Starfleet outfit for about two and a half minutes and yes. And you came just beautiful as <laughs> Star Lord. Thank you. And and Paul in I'm wearing well, just, half a suit. You, yeah, you're looking good. You're purple. Yeah, I got all dressed up, fancy and shit. I better look good. This shirt cost me an arm and a fucking leg. Did you go to Men's ass. Warehouse or that kind of you thing? You know I do. Yep. I have that <laughs> same shirt around. from Men's Warehouse <laughs> and the tie that goes with it. It's a good shirt. <laughs> Is it silk? Shirt. It looks silk. It feels silk, but it's not. It's a, no, it's it's a nice a, shirt. I will it's not a, buy any merchandise from Men's Warehouse ever again. Why? Well, I bought a shirt for a wedding last October. I opened it up, put it on. There's a hole in my shirt. I said, never again. You know you can return those. Yeah. No. I noticed it after the wedding. Yeah, you know this is Matt. He he notices like a minute before the wedding. So you probably hastily opened the package, not taking out the pins no, no, in the no, right no, it wasn't. I, didn't, I did not rip it. You it don't open me. those with a Bowie knife. <laughs> Bowie knife, huh? Cut some cake right. with that? Huh? Bowie knives are good for cake. Exactly. That's exactly what I say. Bowie knives for cutting cake and nothing else. <laughs> Open the magic shirt. Open the magic so, shirt. So let me get this straight. Open you the knew shirt you real had slow. A Careful as you open. And you did not bother to open the shirt before the wedding no, to no, make no, sure no. everything no, was no, copacetic. No. I opened it, saw it was vertical stripes to make you, you know, slide yes. down a bit. And it covered the hole. It was like perfectly cut with scissors. A okay. little, little, you couldn't see it. 
It was like that color. Did you not but, read? But you I didn't mean, try it on at all? I did try it on. That was probably a nipple access shirt. <laughs> <laughs> there's a certain there's oh. a certain percentage of lactating men okay. who require such a garment. It was and that was kind of, of wedding. Them, there I you guess. go. Yeah. It was that kind of I wedding. I went to a wedding once with the bride and groom both wear cod pieces that were removable for access. <laughs> did they get it on right there and then? Uh, I wasn't privy to that, but I think it was going on in the tents, yes. Did in the, the tents? Did they the, wow, okay. Where What's, was this at? This is the same wedding What's where the guy screamed Odin. What's going on at the head table? Wait, 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 wait. wait. This, this is the same wedding where the guy screamed Odin. Guy screamed Odin. Yeah. Oh, see, because yeah. I was going to ask if the, the groom sung uh, cameos word up while wearing the, the cod piece. Because <laughs> <I>, uh, <laughs> that would have been the most awesome Holy wedding shit. ever at that point. Oh, pretty bridesmaids around the cloister. <laughs> <laughs> We're gathered here today for a very special reason. It's time to make these two one in the eyes of the Lord. Get those rings together now. Don't no one be bored. <laughs> it's a wedding celebration. We need to dance. Someone already got inside the bride's pants. <laughs> in her pants. In her pants. In her pants. In her pants for free. Mama. <laughs> Come on, baby. Tell me what's the word. A word up. Word up. <laughs> uh, and we're here to talk Week and Geek. But gentlemen, I'm sure you did something geeky this week. It's close to Halloween. Yeah. Something happens. Yes. My, my geeky thing was making that costume and going to a Halloween party in it. All right. Oh, you went to a Halloween party in it. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, I, I did another another week, so another set of haunted houses. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, this time right. I went to uh, Bonnie Screams. Ah, and I heard that was not uh, terrific. Was it good? Listen, <laughs> we, we there is a place just outside of Las Vegas. It's an old watering hole going way back that it's this one of those little fake western towns except it's only like half fake some of those buildings have been around forever and this is the third year they've done a halloween exhibit no it's not great but it has so much heart the people there are doing it out of absolute love and it's not that expensive to get into. And you get four haunted houses, and we had a joyous time. Oh. Plus, creepy magic show. So you had all that. But man, it got cold last well, night. And that gets back to yeah. your, uh, your nothing scary in the city. You're talking about everything in the city. Yeah, that's the country as you get out here. That adds to it. And yeah. there was one haunted house, and I use the term lightly because a lot of it are not houses, that had this path that... Okay, I'm going to take it back a little bit. Once you get there, they say, you can take the path up or you can take the train up. We recommend you take the path and take the train back. And like, okay, so this is the haunted path right here. It even says sign, haunted path, lit. And as you get going, the lights are gone. Now, again, this is outside of the city. There is no... Yeah, this is true darkness. It's pitch black. Beautiful stars. If you did not if you did not bring your phone, which of course you did, but it doesn't if it doesn't have some kind of flashlight capability, there is no way you can safely traverse this path. Oh any, wow. Any given way. This place is just lawsuits waiting to happen. There's and, no doubt about it. And this What's that? Are there people hiding waiting to scare you? Yes. Not many, but they are there and and there's they have these little setups along the way, but if again, if you don't have your own flashlight, you will never see them. You might trip over them, get impaled on the guy who's impaled. 
<laughs> and this is a place that's wild enough where there could be snakes, there Double could be scorpions. There. And that was a joyous thing, too, because as you're walking, you hear a shuffling. And sometimes it's a guy. A lot of times it's not. It's a deer. <laughs> a ghost deer. Actually, out there, much more likely to be a burrow. <laughs> it's a ghost burrow. And you hear a lot of little lizards running around. There's, there is that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a ghost burrow. Lizards and birds make much more noise than Be they should. Be careful where you step. If you fall on the trail it, and you break your leg, they're going to leave you to die. That's what happened to me. I broke my leg. And they leave me to die. Now I haunt this trail in my ghost burrow. You know how hard it is to find a ghost burrow food? It's real hard. <laughs> so in the middle of the last haunted so house, hungry. which was, again, this long path out into the wilderness and back, of which there was very little to nothing. Just all tension because you're expecting something to jump out and nothing does. So tension build, tension build, tension build. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves back to going back into buildings again. So did the guys behind Silent Hill design this thing? It's <laughs> They got tension down just for lack of people in it. But the guy stops us before going into the wax museum, as it were. And he goes, did you see the goat? <laughs> And I'm thinking there's a joke in this. There's, there's a punchline. He's like, no, we have a goat tied back there. And for some reason, he doesn't say anything while you're nearby. But then when you pass him, he starts braying. But we, I guess he didn't do that for you. That's <laughs> the caliber of talent inside these haunted houses. Goats. They, they hired a goat. <laughs> I, wow. thought they were, I thought it was an anagram for greatest ghost of all time. As somebody who's been involved in a production, I'd rented a goat. But just for the fact that it is so remote, and just the drive out there is creepy enough. Uh, you got the slogan down. It's very remote, and you might see a goat <laughs> come to Bonnie, Bonnie Springs. Yeah, the, the Halloween party I went to was out in Blue Diamond. So, or, or as I was saying, Boo Diamond. Blue Blue Diamond, Diamond Phillips. Blue Diamond Phillips. <laughs> yeah, his house. He's, he yeah. throws a mean. La 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 Halloween. La 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 Halloween. Se necesito. That's very scary. That and I saw Constantine. <laughs> oh, how was la, 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 it? Constantine. Oh, the, the TV show? The TV show Constantine. I so, saw it was recorded. I hadn't watched it yet. A pile of butt, isn't it? Uh, I won't give a pile of butt. Uh, it has pilot-itis. It feels like a pilot. However, the casting for John Constantine, fantastic. The characterization of John Constantine, I loved it. It has the right amount of snark, the perfect amount of Britishness, and they're already throwing a lot of red meat to people who have read the comic. So they are staying true to that, and of course they made references to other DC magic things, because you know, most comic book series are set up. There's cosmic, there's the superheroes, and then there's the magic area. That's where the monsters and Zartana and all that. Uh -huh. So you're, And they've already said that they're bringing a lot of that DC magic canon into this. They so far are kind of following the comics. 
Like Dr. Fate's going to show up and shit? I don't think he'll show up. That'd be like Superman showing Actually, up in I, Arrow. I saw the only thing I've seen of that is a, a still of is him the, standing next to the, the helmets in, the, in there somewhere. Oh, you can't miss it in the TV show. Oh, you can't? Okay. Yeah, Dr. she picks Fate it up. Is there? Yeah, it's in the show. She so picked, he is going to be in there. I don't know if he's going to be in there, but they certainly reference that helmet. Is, is You shouldn't mess with that. But they going to have the monkey? I don't remember a monkey. Remember a monkey gets hold of that helmet? Right? I doubt very much that's Yeah, it seems unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> but they could go in Swamp Thing. That'd be interesting. I think there's a lot of good potential in this. Okay. Just because they do seem to be mining the comic for stories. They're making slight changes, but they kind of have to. Because there's some pretension in Hellblazer that could easily be passed by. I think this may be where DC gets to shine. Because... Uh, I did catch up to the Arrow. I did get up to the full first season, and it does get better. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still, it's hard to for me to... Now you're talking get, about Arrow? Sorry, what did I say? You said Arrow. You said Arrow, okay. Arrow yeah. Uh, um, um, yeah, it, it's awful murderific in the first half of the... In, it, he does start addressing that in the second season. but uh, Yeah, the, the second season really does kind of start to take off after the events that occur at the end of the first right, season, right. which I don't want to spoil if anybody has not seen it. I've been it. using mm-hmm. Arrow as my go-to-bed juice. Oh, yeah? I've been watching it as I fall asleep. Oh, really? It's all right. Yeah. I mean, I fall asleep, but I like it. That's what I'm saying. They've, 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 they've struck out pretty badly it's in not, the movies, but yeah, they seem to be doing that, okay on the TV well, now. Like, I mean, compared to Smallville, it's night and day. But the other thing, too, is he's already the Green Arrow. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. It's like they're not fucking around. It's like, oh, he's Green Arrow, great. No more of this. Maybe he'll be the Green Arrow, and none of this. Who's gonna be the Green Arrow? And none of this. <laughs> and none of this bullshit of like, oh, it's Superman, but he's not Superman. Uh, it was fuck nice. that shit. Uh, that was the stupidest goddamn. What a waste of ten years. Ten year ten tease. Years. Ten year tease. That's what that is. Ten year wiener tease with nothing to show for it. Yeah, other, I, I, that that was probably the only problem I really had with Smallville was the oh, fact the only that problem I had with Smallville. <laughs> shush, my time, my turn to talk. Whoa, that's right. Whoa. So that when they wrote Testify. the 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 Bible for the pilot, you know, when Gotham Millar wrote the pilot, uh, wrote the uh, the Bible rather for the series, it was supposed to be, you know, you know, no t- no tights, no flights was was the the sure. word amongst the rule, writing staff. But sure. Yes, but originally it was only supposed to go like five seasons. So it would it would go through his high school and then him moving to Metropolis, and then that would lead into you know whatever else they decided to do. Well, when it went past season five, I was sitting there thinking, okay, they really need to throw that out. I mean, there was still good storytelling throughout the rest of the the series, but it's like I'm sorry. At that point, you really have to say. Okay, we've gone longer than we had intended to go. That's a good thing. Let's throw that rule out and have him become Superman. Because if you go 10 years without Clark Kent becoming Superman, it's it's you know, it's it's only hurting. Sure. And your it's got to feel artificial at that point. Like And that is as as Paul was saying, that is the nice thing about Arrow is when the series starts off, he is Green Arrow. Now the rest of the public doesn't necessarily know that is that he's Green Arrow, that's, which is fine. That's you know, alternate, uh, alternate yeah. identities. That's yeah, exactly, identities. exactly. No, but I mean, as far as like they don't know the character, you know, to the to the general public, at least in the first season, he is quote the vigilante because they don't know who he is. They know that he uses a bow and arrow as opposed to um, 
you know, a gun or a baseball bat or, you know, whatever other, you know, fighting implements some of these other characters in the show use. But he also starts to bring in the trick arrows, which I thought was in a nice nod to season. That's, that's no, actually, he, yeah. he does a little bit in the yeah. first season, but more so in the second yeah. season. Okay. And the other nice thing that I do like uh, is that towards the end of season two, they introduce Barry Allen because the Flash series just started up. Sure. Which I, apparently was the most watched show that CW has ever had. Yeah. So they're on to something if this I world that they're building. It beat Homeboys from Outer Space? It did. How do oh, you like no. that? <laughs> I haven't watched the, 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 the Flash yet. I have them all recorded because I want to get through... Um, sure. The last couple episodes of uh, Arrow. Arrow season two, because that does build up to him becoming the Flash. I'm sure they recap a lot in the first episode, but I just want to get through that because they Maybe do. Maybe they bi- don't. They do build the character of Barry Allen up a little bit in the final few episodes of season two of Arrow. So I'm with you. I always want to watch them in order. Um, the other thing they're really doing well in Arrow is that they they do not start off with the origin. The origin is there. You the, the bare bones are there in the beginning. But they, they actually do flashback. I think in every episode they go back to flashback yeah. to the origin. Yeah, so far they had. That and, was my favorite storyline in the first season. And it seems like they're telling it um, almost in real time. Like he's on the island for five years. I, I have a feeling they may actually take, because the first season covers the first year of being on an island. I, th- I think they may actually do a year it's every season. Really, Yeah, it's really nice to, they're doing a really good job with that. I, I you know. I'm loath to compliment DC on any fucking thing, but oh, we know that show is doing that show is doing it pretty damn well. I have say. to say, I'm impressed to hear this from you. No, it's good. It's a good little show. Where are you at on it? Uh, I'm dabbling around episode 13. I keep going back because, like I said, I fall asleep. My Netflix will show me three episodes. I usually get through. <laughs> whoa! I usually get through half an episode and then I fall asleep. So I keep just jumping back and. I don't, I'm all over the place with it. I don't know exactly what's going on. People get killed, and I'm like, "Wait, who's who's that?" Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I looked it up. He killed like 56 people in the first season. He's wow. murdering. He's murderific. <laughs> he's murderific. Which to me, I'm like, all right. Like that the, the the episode I just watched today, this morning while I was getting ready, uh, I had playing in the background and. This guy gets off a helicopter. Spoiler. I, I this, think we're okay. This guy gets off a helicopter. Your spoiler doesn't count. That happens in about four seconds. Right. This guy gets <laughs> off a helicopter, and it's basically he's a hired assassin, and he's coming to kill somebody in Star Angel City? Starling City. Starling yeah. City. That is the one thing they change is that it's Starling City. Maybe that's the secret. Maybe you got to make the City. town different, and then everything else works fine. <laughs> it wasn't Metropolis. It should have been Metropol ding dang town of butt uh anyway so he's coming to kill somebody he gets out of his helicopter and he's all like i'm gonna come kill somebody he's talking on the phone and then zing an arrow hits his phone right right out the gate he's just like what the fuck and he turns around and there's the vigilante and he's like get the fuck out of here I'm telling you, get the fuck out of here. Pack up your shit and go back home. He's like, fuck you. 
here to do a job. He's like, all right, zing, zing, zing. Starts just shooting arrows at him. They're throwing knives at each other. He's shooting knives out of the air. I'm like, yeah, it looks really <laughs> neat. It looks like some straight up Mortal Kombat shit. And then he just walks, he just keeps fucking around. He's like, ooh, he just walks right up to him and just hits him in the chest with an arrow. Doesn't even shoot him with an arrow. Just goes, thunk, suck on that, dick bag. And he kills him dead or in hell. Dead or in hell right there. And then he picks up his phone and runs away. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, and he goes back to the to the to the base, and his buddy's like, "Well, you killed him, so now we can't interrogate him about who he's going to kill." He's like, "Just hack the fucking phone." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's how you do it. And, and those I have no problem with. It, it's all the it's all the poor uh, thugs, all the all the all the bodyguards that are standing outside guarding a door, and suddenly there's an arrow in him. And sure. You don't know they're dead, but if you get shot with an arrow and it makes you fall down immediately, pretty sure it killed you. Well, and and I've, again, I keep flitting in and out of episodes, but every time I see someone get shot, someone else get shot by an arrow, not from the vigilante, he's like, oh, it was poisoned. That's a poison arrow. Oh, oh, oh that uh, bullet's poisoned. No, that's, that's, oh. that's actually... Uh, a particular character. All right. Yeah. Well, it happens a lot. <laughs> yes, like, it does. Yeah. So it's like, one. oh, yeah. he's poisoned. Oh, oh, we're going to eat some weird herbs and lay down for a while. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you got poisoned. Oh, oh boy. So I was like, okay. Um, yeah. I can't wait to see the trick arrows. It'll be fun. No, they're, it's, they're fun. It's pretty good. Uh, I think the uh, some of the ancillary characters are a little weak. I think his mom's a joke. Uh, but whatever. She gets better. She yeah, she serves a purpose in the first season, and then yeah, more so in the second. But yeah, it's. Uh, it, uh, I hate his sister. I can't stand his sister. Okay. Yeah. She's the trouble know. child. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there there is always a little bit of formulaic character development in certain series like this. I um, think um, the star it? Stephen. Uh, uh, fuck! What is his last? Stephen Hot Abs. Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hot Abs. Uh, anyway, uh, Joe and Credit Abs. When they had the uh, the Comic Con Larry Hotbody, where they were introducing Arrow was coming up, he Samuel said he, he made a promise to the audience. He says, "Look, I am gonna, you know, we, uh, I promise you, we will make a series that does not suck because we know you've I, had a lot of those." Daniel Lickelpex, they've all said you. that, and so far, I, I, I think they're, you know, they're delivering. Yep. So awesome! I'm, I Kevin Hart nipples swear. I think um, like I'm trying show. to remember her name. The uh, the one of the characters from the Doctor Who was in it. Um, uh, River Song, the, the actress who plays River Song, is in it, and, that, and she's okay. kind of wasted. Okay. Well, a couple more moments. If you got something else you want to bring up, gentlemen, then we got to get the news. I had a crazy busy weekend. I did uh, some uh, hosting for uh, some uh, speaking engagements at the Life Is Beautiful Festival downtown Las Vegas. It was dope. I got to meet some really incredible people. Uh, I got to meet Andy Grignon, who was one of the guys behind the first iPhone. Oh. Really cool gentleman. Uh, and it was just really fun to meet him and chat with him a bit. I also got to hang with uh, David Peterson, talk to him for a while. He's the guy who created the Dothraki and Valerian languages for Game of Thrones. I, I heard about NPR okay. today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really cool dude. Um, and uh, his wife is awesome, too. They were just the coolest people to talk to, the most down-to-earth, cool celebrities I have ever met. Uh, they were just It was just really fun. During his panel, I actually got to bust out some Klingon, so that was really fun. And then I got to introduce Penn & Teller and Matt King. Uh, that was just a career highlight right there. Ka-ching. So, yeah, I had a really wild weekend. And uh, I want to thank Aaron Booth and Lisa Shufro again for an amazing opportunity. Uh, yeah, it was pretty fucking cool. 
Well, before we go into the show proper, uh, last week you brought up scary stripper names. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and Wait, we, somehow, we had some, some somehow, folks put on a tear. Ace went on a tear and sent us a list. Is Ace the yes. same one that gave us the Canadian names? Yep. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. And has done the wonderful art pieces as well. He's he's a number one super shock monkey. He's number one super shock monkey. He's also one of the number one super scoops ever. Yeah. He's king scoop as far as I'm concerned. So I want to share some of Ace's uh, scary stripper names. Uh, first off, we have uh, Cunthulu. Nice. <laughs> uh, Bella Longosi. Uh, Dr. Fucking Fine. <laughs> Uh, Sasquatch. <laughs> Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Yes. Uh, Ichabody Crave. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a go-homer. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dr. Herbert Bust, the reinvigorator. Uh, Andre Too Long, the puppet master. <laughs> Schlong Cheney Jr., Chop Topless. I love that he's going deep into the horror canon mm-hmm. for some of these. Right. Ashley Williams and the Evil Spread. <laughs> the breast is yucca fat. <laughs> Dr. Jiggles. <laughs> Jason Sore Knees. That's a good one. I like that one. It's a real good one. <laughs> Rawhead Sex. Booty Juice. <laughs> and Linda Blair, just post Exorcist Linda Blair. <laughs> and I, I would be amiss if I also didn't uh, bring up one that Nico sent us, uh, Cummy Mummy. So <laughs> that was one of the rejected General Mills, right? <laughs> yes. That was no, no fruit brute. Goddamn it, fruit brute. We are not having Cummy Mummy. We're just going fruit brute. It, it, it was the original name for Yummy Mummy. Huh? It was the original name for Yummy Mummy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. So Nico, Ace, thank you for playing along. Really, God, these Ace, are great. That was really funny shit. So you, Herbert <laughs> West ended gorgeous. up in the middle of there. Yeah. Um, Reanimated the musical is coming to the Smith Center. It's coming to Smith Center. Yep. Yes. The smaller stage. Yes. But yes, we are getting reanimated with the musical in January. It's yep. in the outdoor stage, isn't it? Is that what it is? Well, is that know. the outdoor stage or the like the jazz stage? I don't know. Uh, I have to but double it's check. But yeah, it's where it's they cool. had the tempest. I'm not sure. That was a that, that was a tent. Tent. They, they that was a permanent the tent. structure. Yeah, yeah, they had a tent, but uh, but yeah, it looks really cool. Um, and I was sitting there reading about it. and I'm like. Of course, why not? Why hasn't somebody done a reanimator of the musical? That is a, a film that is is ripe for being made into Jeffrey a musical. Jeffrey Combs associated with it at all? Or? Uh, I doubt not it that very I know much. Of. No, but uh, Stuart Gordon is. Is he now? Yes, he is. I did not yeah. know he was involved. That was the original director of reanimator. Right, yeah. Wow. All right, gentlemen. It's time to play the game. Ooh. News you don't give a shit about! Yay! There's only one. Really? Well, okay. There's what? only one in this category, but we have a nice run of red light, green light coming later on. Yeah. Uh-huh. That will speak for itself. Okay. So, news you don't give a shit about the One Piece. The Batman screen franchise hit rock bottom with 97's Batman and Robin. 
the Camp Fest uh, was like an unfunny version Ugh. of the 60s Batman TV show. You don't have to tell me. Uh, directed by Joel Schumacher, the film grossed $107 million and pretty much killed the Batman film series until Nolan resurrected it in 2005. Schumacher and Clooney, for their part, have been apologizing to fans ever since. <laughs> but Schumacher apparently wants to take another step to repair his legacy. Joel Schumacher is writing a 12-issue comic book series that will act as his definitive version for the three Batman films he was involved in, 1995's Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, and the never-filmed Batman Triumphant, which was supposed to be the fifth film in the series and Schumacher's third, but was canceled after Batman and Robin turned into a catastrophe. Uh, the Batman Triumphant script... You mean a batastrophe? Yes, that's exactly what I mean. Ooh. Uh, the Batman Triumphant script was said to feature the Scarecrow as the main villain and Harley Quinn as a secondary baddie, presented in this story as the vengeance-crazed daughter of the Joker. Jeff Goldblum was supposedly Schumacher's pick to play the Scarecrow, and Jack Nicholson was apparently approached to return as the Joker in a hallucination suffered by Batman as a result of the Scarecrow's fear gas. So if you want to know what could have been... Nope. There's going to be the Batman Schumacher oh. trilogy, 12-part comic book series. That film was so god-awful. I had, I was in college at the time, and I got free passes to go see Batman and Robin. How was the party? They had a, they had a sneak <laughs> screening of it. And sneak so screen. a buddy of mine, uh, we, the two of us went to go see the film. And good Lord, halfway through, I'm like, ready to walk out and i've never walked out on a film i mean i just i was sitting there you're no paul maddenly like, no, like, that's enough it was stop like, sucking my dick we are leaving it's we are leaving this theater right now it was get grown. it out of your mouth get it out of your mouth i'm going we're going <laughs> we're leaving or, or coming we're leaving nope nope we're i can't i can't keep it up for this we're out of here <laughs> i've had this much troubles trouble since my girl it was just a groan fest man that whole movie was just ugh I am it was proud like to the say... only movie I saw for free that I felt like when I left the theater, I wanted my money back. All right. I yeah. am proud to and say I heeded the warnings, and I have never seen that movie. See, I saw it opening night. So and this was pre-anybody yeah. telling you, hey, yeah, exactly. stay the fuck away. All right. You know what, gentlemen? We were kind of excited about it. We we're like, oh, free passes. A movie hasn't come out yet. There's no reviews. Sure. Let's go see it. And it's, it's and Batman. It, and, yeah. It's, and, and it was horrible. And, and don't get me wrong, I think George Clooney is a fine actor, but he was not good in this. No, he's phoned it, it was, completely. Yeah, it was It was like nod, head bob, head bob. I think bob. disinterested is a good way of describing his... Smirkish grin. No. It, oh, yeah. <laughs> did you guys... I don't even remember. If I went did you guys ever go to King's Island? Yes. When no. the uh, Fest House had their ice show? No. There? No, I did not. The Fest House had... So there's this area of, of King's Island called Oktoberfest. Okay. It's basically a German-themed... It was basically an excuse to have is their beer park. Is this the place park. they did that Paramount on Ice that you showed yes. us the video right. of? Yes. So King's Island is the theme park in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yes. So Paramount on Ice is what they had. And they had like... They didn't have WKRP on Ice? Nope. No. They had the fucking Godfather skating around. Ah! Wow. And they closed it out with Star Trek. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that video. And there's this... There's this alien that does flips in the air, and it all goes to black light, and it's this this simple set with these two ramps, and they cross around. And I swear to you, 
you watch that shit. It is straight up the opening sequence to Schumacher's thing. He must have seen this show. <laughs> he must have seen it because it's it's dead on. I would be I would be shocked if someone behind that show was not somehow tangentially involved. Was that a Paramount property? I was it. I don't. know. No, it's Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers. You're right. It was Warner Brothers. So no, it wasn't. But it wasn't. But doesn't man, mean. whoo, doggy. <laughs> I mean, almost. It was crazy, it, you know, fluorescent lighting and black light suits and just stupid skating shit. There it was. But the one in Fest House was at least cute and fun. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, you know, it was like the. I'm trying to remember that scene, na, 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 na. gentlemen. Yeah, I, you I, remember I, that opening scene? You're trying to remember? Trying it? to remember it. Yeah, it's so. Mr. Freeze just shooting shit everywhere and screaming in his big machine. Like, Chill out, eat a dick. <laughs> freeze your penises. <laughs> Everybody, freeze your cock hole. The chilling sound of your doom. Damn the chilling sound of your doom, Batman. What you don't realize is why even now I'm taking the stain for some miles. Oh, the whole city will be saved, and you never see good forever. <laughs> forever. For saving. <laughs> you know, I, I remember when it was rumored that Patrick Stewart was going to play Mr. Freeze, uh-huh. and I was so mad when it was Schwarzenegger. Yep. Uh, he would have been when I he mean, was officially announced, and then after seeing the film, I was like, "Thank God!" Oh, right, Patrick Stewart. <laughs> well, Patrick Stewart did has not some get sense. cast. Well, it's 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 if you watch, you know, the animated series, very much that character could easily be Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Animated That's form. The, exactly. That's why I said when when yeah. it was rumored that he was being had been mm-hmm. approached to do that character, I was like, of course, that would be perfect. So speaking of, of course, perfect casting, you hear the scoop? What, the big what, poop what, scoop? We'll, we'll get to that. that. We'll get to we're, it. We're not I'll even in that dick. section. All right, what right. are we doing? Before I do that, though, I, I like where you open. I want to know, gentlemen, two movies that you saw that you either left, wanted your money back, the two worst I'll that you, you saw <laughs> in the theater. I will tell you right off the bat, this is when I found out that being a movie reviewer is not all the fun. <laughs> I used to hang out with a movie reviewer, okay, and so I'd go to see a bunch of the movies early and free. Sure. I had to sit through all of Chain Reaction. Chain Reaction. Oh, wow. Remind me what this one is. That's Keanu, Keanu Reeves, Reeves as, as a, a scientist. Nuclear scientist. Just one of you, please. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is a nuclear scientist. In the first 10 minutes of the movie, he outruns a nuclear explosion on a motorcycle. <laughs> and wow, all right. He's created cold fusion oh, with a device that runs by a particular tone. <laughs> the movie is the bad guys trying to find him to find out what the tone is. The bad guys don't know enough to go to Walmart and buy a Casio and just go through the keys. Yeah, they have to find out what the tone is to make the machine work. Wow. It's it's like really, I mean, if you could say loosely based in science, that was about as loose as you could get. <laughs> that, I mean, because you know, they, they touched on it in, in Superman 2, when, or excuse me, Spider-Man 2, when, with the harmonic res, uh, resonance, get, find the right frequency, you could get atoms to fuse. Okay. So it is a theory that is plausible. The way they do it in this film is ridiculous beyond all belief. Lazy science. Yeah. Oh, right. it's and, beyond and, lazy science. And poor Morgan Freeman is in the thing being <laughs> yes. just wasted. <laughs> wow. All right. So that's one. What else, uh, Andy? Uh, I say? saw one on video that I was now, watching. I want movie theater. You went well, to the movie theater. Okay. and Well, I had to sit through this one because I was, I was a new sure. girlfriend. And so I had to sit the whole thing, and it made me angry. The unbearable lightness of being. I wanted to punch the key TV. <laughs> the unbearable likeness of that movie. Um uh, 
Wow. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean 3. Yeah, That's I was going to say, Paul and I share one, Pirates 3. <laughs> I left that fucking movie. I hated it so much. I hated it. What, I hated what, what it. was the specific scene that, that you were like? I waited, I, for, I waited for Keith Richards because yes. I thought maybe there'll be some redemption here. And he was awful, and Depp got worse. I'm like, that's it. I'm done. Paul and Skills and I were all at the theater watching this thing. So what do you think and, of four? And he, <laughs> we're sitting there. I'm like, I'm, I'm next. I'm in the middle, and Paul is squirming through the whole movie, like more so than normal. And I just like, I see him like, oh, hit his God. knees a couple of times, and I'm like, <laughs> and he's shaking his head. He's you looking at the it. floor, and I mean, I mean, I'm like. Are you okay? And he won't say anything to anybody at this point. And I'm like, okay, well. And then all of a sudden, he's like, nope, nope. Stands up. He's like, that's it. I'm done. And he walked out of the theater. <laughs> and Skills and I look at each other. He's like, is he coming back? And he did not come back. So we had like another hour and a half of this thing. Because this was like three hours long. There was like another hour and a half of, of us sitting here going, what just, is going on here? I can see that too. Just see Paul stand up. Oh, that's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> I don't think I was that loud and rude, but I got the fuck out. I let it be known that I, that fuck that movie. <laughs> oh, Home Alone. Two. Home Alone, the first one. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Really. Can I step on these boxes? Yeah. Go ahead. Um. Yeah. No. I. I, I realized that it was a. Oh, you found my mouse traps. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I realized that it was like a really incredibly popular movie, but I was just too much of a grown-up at that point to see anything but, oh my God, child endangerment, you morons, you've left a small child alone by himself. <laughs> Nobody can find this stupid child? What's wrong with you people? You're the worst parents ever. Now, you were not a parent at this point? when this not a parent. Okay. years before we became okay. a parent. Okay, just checking. Um, I would have to say uh, Terminator Salvation for me. Wow. Was that yeah. movie was dreck. It's pretty it was, terrible. It, it's up there. Or Doom. I did see that one in the theater, yeah, too. Uh, Those yeah, that two. was going to be one of mine. That was going to be one Doom, of yours? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, God. Terminator And my other one would be um, Wolverine's the second one, the origin movie, the Ronin one. Oh, really? Yeah, I did not you like did that You did not like all. that one, no, really? I didn't like it at all. Huh. More than the first one? Uh, yes. Wow. More than the first one. Because I've, 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 I've like, seen the second one, but the first one I know is Travesty. You, you yeah, are like the exact opposite of everyone else. <laughs> a lot of people were like, "Thank God know. we got Maybe an original story." I didn't story. know enough about the uh, Silver Samurai and the whole Ronin storyline of Wolverine, but other than that, I just well, but this was not that story. There was a comic storyline that had you know, a, you know, him way in the future, like something like fifty years in the future. He's starting to show some age, and he learns some uh, samurai skills from a you know a samurai master in Japan. But a lot of people thought that was what this movie was going to be, and they made an original story just for a standalone for film. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of fans got pissed at that because they, they were expecting the other story, and that uh, was I not... Was and even from the beginning, they're like, no, this is not you know, that, that Ronan you know, Wolverine story where he's in the future. This is a original idea that we have... A totally original you know, idea. A totally go original Fox idea. Yeah. Are you talking... Wait, wait, I'm not sure I know the one you're talking about. And they're talking about the Wolverine miniseries by Frank Miller? No, the... Uh, that would I be the... Yeah, yeah the, it's the Wolverine storyline. Yeah, the Ronin yeah. storyline from Miller, I think, is the one you're referencing. I, I believe so, yeah. Because that's... Yeah, that's not 50 years in the future. That's that's current. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. current at the time. Uh, what, what was missing from that, from the, from the book, is that... Uh, uh, the, 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 by the reason it couldn't do it like the book is that uh, he'd already established that he'd spent time in Japan 
in the comic. So like him going back to Japan was just, the, the him bumping into people he knew was not weird, and they yeah. didn't have that established in the movie series. Sure, it'd be rougher to do. All right, I got two. I was on a real Tombstone kick. I loved Tombstone. <laughs> and so when I was out with a group of friends and we couldn't decide what movie, they said, okay, the, the decision falls on me. So being the fan of Tombstone, I said, all right, let's go watch Kevin Costner's Wyatt Earp. Oh, <laughs> Goddamn. I, boy, I, I almost got beat up for that decision when that thing was done. <laughs> That, it I was, was not hated. great. I was hated. How many movies past Waterworld was that? Uh, was it even after? I don't even know. I don't that even was post Postman, right? I don't, I don't even know where it falls in the canon. My memory of bad Coster films is very short. And the second one is Super Mario Brothers. Oh, oh, you saw yeah. that in the theater? I did too. I saw that in the theater, too. Ooh. Saw that in the theater. It was terrible. I was young enough not to be able to be like, oh, God damn it to hell. <laughs> so I was just kind of like, oh, it was really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. None of this really made sad. sense to me yeah, with everything. I was everything. really sad about it. Like, why did they do all those things that they did? I was so excited that Mojo Nixon was in it. And it's like, wow, I can't even enjoy Mojo Nixon in this. No, it's got some great talent in there. Um, just not in the writing part. The second movie for me, the most uncomfortable experience I've ever had in the theater. Pacific Rim. Really? Yeah. That's, that's, still that's, that's that. number two. I love it. Right, for I the sake so of so much pain. So I like that movie though, but for the sake of continuity, Ugh. Wyatt Earp preceded Waterworld and The Postman. I thought so. Uh, Wyatt Earp was 94. Yeah. Uh, Waterworld was 95. Uh, Postman was 97. So you had no reason to know he was going to start sucking. All I knew is Wyatt Earp. Well, Costner was still... Costner was still on top at that point. He had just done JFK, The Bodyguard. Sure. I was a fan um, of JFK as well, so that makes so, sense. So, you know, a lot of people were excited. Oh, he's going to do a take really on. I really love Dances with Wolves. It's a good movie. I really yep. like that movie a lot. Yeah, he has some good stuff in his early canon. He just had a good one um, where he's like a retired agent. Oh, yeah. Um, lung cancer or whatever. That one's good. Yeah, that's the uh, uh, shoot. The guy that uh, direct or that wrote the professional and directed it, uh, Luc Besson. The genres, of, yeah, Luc Besson. It's a Luc Besson story. I almost did not watch that movie because <laughs> as I was watching the opening credits, okay, it said story by, and I'm like, oh, cool. And then it said directed by McGee, and I nearly, <laughs> I nearly stopped it and said, fuck this movie. Fuck it. And it was Terminator I Salvation actually, that killed your McG altogether, wasn't it? Oh, God. It was a little gem, this movie. I liked it. But it, yeah, it actually yeah. turned out. I, Mick, as long as McG is not involved in any way in the story or the screenplay, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps he could direct a decent film. But you're right. This was a little gem of a film. Um, yeah. You know, it's a, you know, it's a little formulaic in the whole. And, you know, he was. You know, not there for his wife and daughter when growing up, and he thinks he's dying, so he tries to reconnect. And you know, as he's doing this, he's picking up jobs for the agency on the side so that he can kind of get this shot at a possible cure for his terminal disease. But uh, but no, it actually, yeah, you're right, absolutely, Matt. It was a it was a decent little film. It was a well written script and. It was not hurt by the fact that McGee directed it. So. Three days to kill. Yes, that's abs- thank you. My girl has an absolute hate on for Kevin Costner. She will not watch anything with him. What uh, what started? I that? really don't know, but I, it's it's visceral. 
it's Yikes. you see the the eyes redden. All right. When you mention and for the name. sports fans out there, you also did draft day, which was also good. Which was I didn't see that ones. one. It's good. I'm sure this is in your your list of favorites too. If you like Tombstone, uh, Silverado. Silverado's great. Silverado's yeah. great in that. Yeah. So let's move on to the good news, gentlemen. Week in geek, Ooh. and boy, this kind of really fell into the lap. This last two days, especially today. Yeah. Okay. In a yeah. special presentation in Los Angeles, Marvel Studios unveiled the entire Phase 3 slate of films oh, spanning really? all the way to spring 2019. The announcements included an official Doctor Strange release date, a Captain Marvel movie, two more Avengers films, and Black Panther. Marvel Studios president uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Feige uh, revealed that Black Panther will be released on November 3rd, 2017, Fige said that the film won't actually be the first time we see T'Challa. He'll actually debut more than a year earlier in Captain America Civil War, which will be released May 6, 2016. Fige also teased that something he'd already shown to the crowd, quote, contains an Easter egg that leads directly into Black Panther. Uh, Fige confirmed Wakanda is indeed part of the Avengers sequel. Marvel also announced that T'Challa will be played by Chadwick Boseman a critically acclaimed actor best known for his recent roles as Jackie Robinson in 42 and James Brown in Get On Up. Oh, yeah, he's uh, a good actor. Who had been reported as one of Marvel's possible choices choices for the role last year. So this is the slate and the release dates for what's coming up post-Avengers. Captain America Civil War, May 6, 2016. Then you're going to get Doctor Strange, November 4, 2016. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 got moved up to May 5, 2017. Then you're going to get Thor Ragnarok, July 28th, 2017. Black Panther's after that, November 3rd. Then Captain Marvel, and it's the Carol Danvers version of Ca- of Captain Marvel. It's Ms. Marvel. Uh, yes. 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 She's Captain Marvel now. Yeah. Is she? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The Ms. Marvel was very, very brief. She was Captain Marvel within three, four years. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, July 6th, 2018. Then we get The Inhumans, November 2nd, 2018. And then the two-part Avengers Infinity Wars, Part 1 on May 4th, 2018, and Part 2, May 3rd, 2019. Holy shit. That yeah. is the line up. Yeah, Engadget actually did a, a, a combined calendar for both the, the Marvel and the DC Universe. We have an impressive group of films coming up for comic book fans. Yeah. I mean, you well, got Avengers... An impressive group of films <laughs> for Marvel. For Marvel fans. Yeah. <laughs> DC has a shameful... What well, is it? trail I, of fucking tears coming their way. Don't Listen. don't judge it before it hits oh, the Oh, done. Well. Too late, ben sir. <laughs> ben Affleck is going to do a great job. That's yeah. all I'm I, I am sure Ben He's Affleck do a will great job. with the material he has at his disposal. Unfortunately, that material should probably be in a disposal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. even just starting in 2016, you've got the the Batman v Superman, Captain America Civil War, Suicide Squad, and Doctor Strange. All in just 2016. Then 2017, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Wonder Woman, the Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, and the the, ju- the first of the Justice League films. So I'm calling it right now. All right. 2016, the year of the Get Some Strange t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And is, the, uh, <laughs> is the Doctor Strange thing confirmed? I heard that was sort of unconfirmed. And There's no confirmed, but Deadline's reporting Benedict Cumberbatch is in final negotiations to play the title character of Doctor Strange. Uh, Cumberbatch has been on the short list 
with everyone from Tom Hardy, Ethan Hawke, Jared Leto, even Keanu Reeves lost his hat into that ring. Oh, my God. Uh, Sinister. Bullet as, dodged as, in as, bullet time. Scott <laughs> Uh, Sinister's Whoa. Scott Derrickson has signed on to direct the Odyssey into the mystical, uh, supernatural side of Marvel Universe with Prometheus screenwriter John Spates oh on board penning the latest draft. Oh Dr. Spates. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's unfortunate. <laughs> so I am well, more than happy and, with Cumberbatch and, and underneath, in that role. And, under, and in celebration, underneath my ace, I am wearing my Doctor Strange t-shirt. Oh, yeah. You know, Woo-hoo. all they need to do is adapt... Brian K. Vaughn's The Oath. That is it. They've got the movie. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> Are they doing the that? Who knows what they're doing just yet. They've got to do it. They can bring in the night nurse. They can do all kind of cool shit. Just do it. Marvel, Marvel gods, hear my plea. Now, if I remember right, the Oath, is, isn't Oath a origin story? In a way. But it it cuts right to the meat of it. He's in it. He's doing it. It's an early strange story. Yeah, it's he's not at the height of his powers. He's playing. I, you're he's, right. As, as far as the standalone strange stories, right. that's he's the best one I've read. Fucking around with some eye of Agamanto that he ain't ready for yet. I have lost track of the number of origin stories they have redone in the Marvel universe on on Doctor Strange. That's not a redo. Because like it's just, I, I'll pick up a trade and I'm like, oh, this looks like a cool storyline, and it starts off with the origin story. It's more and a then year rolls one into, style story than origin. Yeah, that's that's. Well, see that I would be it. fine with. Yeah, well, you'd like to. It's a great story. That is good. And he's a character that doesn't need his origin retold. It's so simple. I mean, it's just like you know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. It's, he was horny. And got some strange. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to throw into this uh, this mix of all my god news? Um, I just it blew my mind when I read that this morning. I was just like, "What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it blew my. I texted him. I'm like, "Are you gonna? <laughs> Did you see the news? Holy shit!" <laughs> no, I'm happy with all of it. Um, we played the uh, legendary uh, Guardians of the Galaxy expansion, the legendary deck building card game. game. Yeah, it's it's you, you will like it. We actually I'm won. I'm sure it was so awesome. <laughs> Marvel Legendaries. It was very Marvel good. Legendary deck building game is. It's quickly becoming the bane of my existence. I, I fucking hate that. Game. I like deck building games except that one. I have heard. That I'm with you on that one. I hate that one. It separates houses. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Our, our gaming group certainly has its its lovers of that game. Uh, don't include me on that list. <laughs> so now we go on to not so. Amazing news, but news all the same. David Goyer is involved in development on a potential television series currently going by the name of Krypton. (laughs) The name of Superman's native alien planet. A place that got a good bit of screen time in the recent Goyer-penned Man of Steel film. Little is known about the show. It'll join CBS's upcoming Supergirl series in tapping into one of DC's biggest properties. So, Krypton. Guys, guys, remember how... In Smallville, Superman was never Superman. Okay. <laughs> Let's go even further. Put him back on his home planet. As a baby? As a baby. <laughs> so, of course, he's not Superman. But beyond that, nobody has powers because they're on their own planet. It's just like normal Earth life. <laughs> except for space with different weird clothes. And the sets are really expensive. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be all green screen. And people will say, 
they'll talk all Shakespeare. They'll be all, Doth thou like Krypton? Be like, I doth. I enjoyeth the two suns, even though the oneeth looketh like it might explodeth. And everyone's like, Doth is true. Thou is right. And, and they walk doth, around in mech suits. Wait, or do they fly and shit on Krypton? No, no well, they not don't. Not without the help of machines. Yes. But they do have future technology. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so they're all, wee and everything's awesome. Do they fly in the bottled city of Kandor? Uh... On Earth, they do, don't they? I don't know. I can't remember many Kandor, story, Kandor stories. If uh, if the Earth's yellow sun is shining you on it. You know what? I don't think they do because I think when Superman goes to Kandor, he becomes basically Batman. Yeah, but that's because he keeps Kandor in a bottle in his lab where the sun can't get at it. Right? He keeps it in his Fortress of Solitude and there's no direct sunlight on it. doesn't it. keep him from flying in there. No, but he keep you know what that no, fucking I thing think it gets, does actually that fucking thing gets stolen in the all the time. Fortress of Solitude? No, when he go when he when he goes into the. Uh, but that's what I mean. Oh bottle. no, Fortress of Solitude. Well, maybe so that diffused light goes through. So what's wrong with those candles? I seem fools? to remember it's like an <laughs> encapsulated. Um, it's 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 a piece of Candor, so it includes like the atmosphere and all the, oh, wait, the conditions wait, wait. that it was bottled. It's a piece of Krypton, yeah. so they're basically <laughs> held by the Kryptonite. Well, it's not Kryptonite yet, but I mean it's. Because it wasn't damaged but it by has the sun power exploding. Dampening powers. But yeah, it's it's like he was returning to home to Krypton before the sun went nova. Oh, Candor stories. Yeah, what the hell were they thinking? That was not, bizarre. Sorry, <laughs> well, I guess it depends on which storyline you're looking at. Because in some of them, the planet explodes. Sometimes the sun goes nova. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> Get your origins straight, you comics. Why didn't you remember what happened to, to your blow up world, you dumb baby? <laughs> I like that talk with Shakespearean <laughs> iconic character actor Charles Dance likely best known to modern day genre fans as Tywin Lannister in Game of Thrones has signed on for the first major role in Childhood's End based on Arthur C. Clarke's sci-fi classic of the same name the, the basic plot, the six-hour miniseries focuses on a breed of aliens called the Overlords who peacefully invade and rule Earth, then create a pseudo-utopia that comes at the price of human identity and culture. According to Entertainment Weekly, Dance plays Corellin, the ambassador for the Overlords, who makes first contact with human Ricky Stormgren, which I don't know what that means because I didn't read the story. Isn't that one of those products that they try and revive every few years and always gets tied up in something? Usually, it's. I know it's a classic in sci-fi literature. I mean, it's Arthur C. One of Arthur C. Clarke's greats. Uh, but I haven't read it, so I don't think anybody here has. Where's K? Yeah, this is where we need Commander. We need K. Commander K. This, right. is, this is a K story. But uh, but that's coming in this, and I believe it's on Sci-Fi Channel. Is where it's happening. So, and their new push for original content in Sci-Fi. You mean a fifty-year-old book? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know they're trying to go back to science fiction. It's been fucking time. No, no more yeah. SmackDown and. <laughs> you know what? WWE keeps no, up. No, no, no. Don't, don't talk about keeps it. Up. Don't, oh, Ain't nobody don't. gonna want any of their bullshit. They are the worst thing. These last two months have been unwatchable. Wow. Just imploding. It's so gross. The writing is f- just nasty. Just nasty. It's all just. Dumb girl fights that make no sense. They just make every woman an insane person. They got the the two girls, the Bella Twins, right? And they're the superstars of their own little reality show, right? And this, the line is just blurred beyond all reckoning at this point. Total Divas, I think right. it's called. But in, but in the kayfabe of the current 
storylines, these two are at each other's throats and hating on each other so hard. The one twin grabs the other one and says, I wished you died in the womb. <laughs> How sweet. It's awful. I, I want to give another shout out to OSW Review. If you guys aren't watching OSW Review, you should be watching OSW Review. Are they covering the new stuff now? They are. They okay. are. there, And that was they were just reiterating the point of just how grotesque the writing has become and how, they're, and, you know, uh, Jay Hunter nailed it. He's like, people don't forget that shit. You can't just say that stuff. It's not like it's going to go away in a week. <laughs> stuff like that. That's going to stick. Don't, don't do that. that. God, it's so bad. You know, I, I will second you on OSW Review as a non-wrestler and a non-wrestling fan. I get a lot of entertainment out of their work. It is thoroughly enjoyable. I mean, for me, I like it because I do enjoy wrestling, especially the classic stuff they cover. But more to the point, they're just a bunch of Simpsons nerds, dude. <laughs> they're just a bunch of Simpsons nerds. And man alive, love them. Love them to death. Did you catch any of the uh, Treehouse of Horror Marathon? Uh, no. Oh, wait, that's because you don't have cable. I don't watch real TV. Yeah, that starting on tonight, Sunday. I I've no, been cut Sunday. free. Did you cut free? No, I'm high-fiving you. On uh, <laughs> oh. Fox. On Good job. F- FXX starting on uh, on this past Sunday, they were doing every single Treehouse of Horror uh, episode back-to-back. Well, that's Season fun. 17 is finally coming out on DVD very soon, but... Uh, and they are dragging their heels. They need to double up on them releases, man. It's going to be another 10 years till I get all those on DVD. It's a bunch of bullshit. And what season are they on now? That's They're going into 26. Wow. Yeah. Or is this 25? I think they're in 25. I think they're about to go into the beginning of 25 or the end of 25. I stopped watching Simpsons years ago. You're so. lost, pal. Still <laughs> yeah, great TV. Still great TV. DreamWorks has set three-time Tony Award winner and two-time Olivier Award winner Mark Rylance to play the title role in The BFG. Steven Spielberg will direct the adaptation of Roald Dahl's classic kid novel. Published in 1982, BFG concerns a young girl, the Queen of England, and a benevolent giant known as the BFG. The three set up on an adventure to capture the evil man-eating giants who have been invading the human world. Well, I've Attack only, on Titan? I've only heard of this story in passing, never read it. Oh. But uh, Road Dahl is pretty much almost mined out at this point. Oh. Almost all of his stuff I, has been I, adapted. I assumed it was a big fucking gun, but it's big fucking giant is really, I wonder if it's... I, I, I'm guessing big friendly giant from the time <laughs> uh, it was big written. Big fucking giant, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big fucking giant. Its software has completely changed that for us now. Right. As soon as you said it, I'm like, BFG? <laughs> Roald Dahl? Is he writing a fucking Space Marine fan fiction? What the shit? According so that's coming Spielberg uh, directed. It was the biggest pinky demon he'd ever seen. Coming down the hallway. Lumber, lumber, grunt, grunt. Three, oh. five, four, four, my smell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Don't know what that did was. you smell, Daddy-O? Hold on. I don't even know if it's gross. Oh, yeah. Oh, you smell it? Oh, you fucking smell that? Yeah. Oh. Hello, kids. My name's Roald Dahl. Super creepy oh, fact check can you over here. smell that? If you can't smell that, kids, go ahead and scratch the book. Scratch the page. I am just the catalyst. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, and those playing at home, go ahead and strap in the seatbelts to those armchairs because... It's time to be the armchair TV executives that you all are. It's red light, green light time, gentlemen. 
And this one, this one's special. Oh, no. This one's special. Like short bus special? Maybe. Uh, There's although a lot of monster stuff. Oh, yay. I like monsters. And again, keep in mind... The if, for those playing at home, these are already greenlit. These are happening. <laughs> this, is, this is the tragedy Just of this game. Yeah, yeah yes. that's the thing. There's no stopping what's about to happen. Just but lie back and try to. This enjoy is it. where we are the executives. I give the pitch, and they decide whether or not to red light or green light this show. There is no sort of Damocles. The the, the dagger yeah. has fallen. We are yeah. all dead. <laughs> this is a, the most one of the most futile exercises. It but, is. But go on, mad jester. <laughs> Play your fool's game. Fox has greenlit a pilot for a modern-day take on Frankenstein. Oh, no. Mary Shelley's famous story is getting the Sleepy Hollow treatment. No! The pilot comes from Homeland's Howard Gordon and Chris Rand Ravitch. It will be a sci-fi drama centering on a morally corrupt FBI agent called Adam Tremble. Early on, Tremble is killed, but is eventually he's brought back to life. He's a changed man who feels much younger and stronger than before. Quote, Tremble will have to choose between his old temptations and his new sense of purpose, all while navigating the complicated relationship with his quote-unquote creators, an antisocial internet billionaire and his bioengineer twin sister, unquote. It sounds a lot like the RoboCop. It sounds a lot like fucking Tekken 7. What the fuck is going on with this shit? This is getting ridiculous. Oh, my God. Wow, Tekken 7. (laughs) Oh, man. That book has such a deep, rich psychological (laughs) layers. They can put it. Nobody's touched on that. The, The actual book is actually creepy. All right. So fuck this thing, right? (laughs) <laughs> Outright, fuck it, right? Nobody's yeah, saying green, red, right? Red light for sure. Fuck this thing, red, white, real green. quick. I'm gonna put my spin on it. I Do want it. every one of you to come up with your own idea for the modern day Frankenstein. Here's my pitch. Okay. He's a befuddled manager of a subway sandwich shop. <laughs> That's it. Elevator <laughs> pitch done. He's still fucking Frankenstein. He still kills people sometimes. He manages a subway store. He tries to be a sandwich artist. He's all grunts and groans and shit. He talks halfway. He's rotty and weird. He wears a bib. That's probably the most interesting. I'm going to go ahead and pitch one that they'd probably buy, even though it's terrible. All right. Frankenstein has set himself apart from the world, has been living on his own in the northern parts of Canada. We should say Frankenstein's monster. Yes, thank you, Frankenstein's monster. And until one day the helicopter comes down and it is sent by Britain and they want him part of the Secret Service. And so they bring him in, give him a full 007 license mm-hmm. to kill. Yeah. And he's going out on full espionage mission. Fuck yeah, it's a little League of Extraordinary yeah. Gentlemen. 00 Stein, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 would, can't even I would watch that. I can't even come up with You only there. died twice. I got one. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> 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 I would, I would take it right back to the roots. I, I would actually have Frankenstein being tortured by the fact that he created this creature. 
I and, like the fact and, you're actually going with Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah, well, no, you and, and and the monster is in the background, and you hardly ever see him. And every time you befriend somebody, <laughs> they get killed. <laughs> just kind of over his shoulder, just in the background. Every time covering. Dr. Frankenstein makes a new friend, it ends up dead because yeah, like the, the monster gets him somehow. It'd be like the reverse Hulk. <laughs> reverse Hulk elevator from pitch. town to there town guys One reverse friend. Hulk he goes into town fucks shit up leaves no stays <laughs> he goes into town total reverse Hulk total reverse town, Hulk tries to befriend somebody as soon as they get close to him they get killed <laughs> so the doctor does all this beneficial work makes their life a little easier right, he's trying to undo the damage he did and maybe finds love Oh, that'd be funny. Oh, that would be really cool. Yeah. He could be following the monster from town to town after the monster has fucked up the town, and he's trying to do re- repair damage. Yep. That could be cool. That's actually a that's good a, show. Yeah, that's a That's a really uh, good show. That's what I'm saying. That's kind of what the book is. I mean, yeah. yeah. but I mean, that's, that would be like Highway to Heaven. Except before the angels get there, a fucking monster killed a bunch of people. Mary Shelley's Highway to Heaven. Highway to Heaven, only with Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster. There it is. That's the elevator pitch. You like Highway to Heaven? Put Frankenstein in there. And the monster. (laughs) Done. Now, did anybody see the De Niro one? The Frankenstein? Yeah, Yeah. I saw that in the theater. Wasn't that one supposed to have been... Based on the original storyline, they were trying like, to really do the whole Mary and they were Shelley trying thing. to be true to it. It probably got the closest of any movie. Okay, I, I never got to see it, and I just couldn't bring myself to watch it Didn't when I had quite the opportunity. Nail it, but it got close. De Niro's weird. He made some weird fucking choices. Yeah, Brana wasn't making the greatest of choices either. He's all, when can I take my shirt off? <laughs> when can I take my shirt off? And that was the true height this of Kenneth Branagh. This chafing Brano shirt. In his artistry. It's chafing me. Ooh, now my pantaloons are chafing me. Oh, dear. I've suddenly become Jimbo from The Simpsons. Live, <laughs> <laughs> so- live. So, a- well, even though it's been greenlight, it's going to be canceled. It's on Fox Sci-Fi, so there is that. Yeah, that's Sleepy Hollow's to. clocking along, dude. That's, that's true. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so maybe this one will float your boat then. All right, red light, green light. Uh, ABC is developing a compem- contemporary take. A contemporary a compar- take. A contemporary take. take. <laughs> is, is developing a contemporary take on the Phantom of the Opera. Oh, he's gonna be a pimp. <laughs> Shepherded by Desperate Housewives creator Mark Cherry. The ABC Studios project is described as a drama with musical elements. It will be set in the modern day music biz. Cherry and his team are tapping the original 1909 novel by Gaston Leroux, which has been adapted many times by Hollywood, most famously in the 25 uh, Lon Chaney star. Plot involves a ghost who wants to haunt an opera house. Help. <laughs> Let me try that again. A plot, the original plot involves the ghost who haunts an opera house and helps a budding singer before jealous, jealousy gets the better of him. The ABC rendition is billed as revolving around the cutthroat world of the music business and will incorporate musical moments into the storylines in the same vein as the ABC drama Nashville. I like this better when it was called Phantom of the Paradise. <laughs> so the P in P. Diddy stands for Phantom? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes exactly. Bitch better have my cash <laughs> I beat that ass <laughs> My money best be right 
don't walk too fast. This corner's mine, you see. Step the fuck away. The fan, a motherfucking pimp is here, and he's here to stay. And this has no attachment to the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical at all. Just big red light. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the original story is that interesting anyways. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the appeal of that one is. Yeah. Might be a chick thing. I don't know. <laughs> Goblets. Oh, God. Bright canes, big hats of resplendor, capes and shined shoes make the bitches tremble. <laughs> Stay out of my grill, motherfucker, you be ill. <laughs> know you nothing of this fabulous pimp sight. And bitch, my money sure's fuck best be right. It's <laughs> gorgeous. If you short me, I'm going to get the hanger for your ass. Your back thighs will be beaten and flayed. Goddamn right, bitch, you better be afraid. <laughs> If this motherfucking pimp does not get paid, fifties, hondos, stacks and stacks of Benji's, higher, bigger, make my fucking monies, pay me up front. Don't be some money hiding cunt. You best no recognize who runs this fucking site. And bitch, my money best fucking be right. That is art. Woo! That is that is true art. That was good. Yeah, that's, that was good. That was that was that was up there, man. That was that's on the, that's on the top of them. Thank you, thank you. I, uh, I I love remakes of songs done in other styles. I mean, I love Richard Cheese. I love that kind of stuff. I have not heard anybody do opera versions of rap songs, and I kind of want to now. Well, do you go. ever There's... hear the smooth jazz version of uh, Inner Sandman on the internet? No, that one I've not heard. You know what I'm talking about, right, Torgo? The from uh, Metallica, where they did they took the the, there, the music out. Oh, I can't out. remember his name. There's one guy. That's what he does. Is he completely? He will rewrite songs to a live version of an original, but change the genre entirely. So yeah. he'll do like a Disney Channel version from the band Impaled, which is just a, you know, death metal group. Right. Smooth jazz Metallica. Right. And or do a death metal Miley Cyrus song. It's and but he will then do the recording so that it matches perfectly with a live version so it looks like they are doing it. 
And sometimes he keeps like the original vocals, which is even yes. more bizarre because you have this new kind of softer music and these hard vocals. What's going this guy's on? name? Do I can't uh, remember his name. God. But the smooth jazz version of Enter Sandman. I, I got to find that. Brilliant. There's it's a there's great. a guy out there named um, Scott Bradley that does a lot of the uh, remake stuff. That's, Scott Bradley loves you. Yeah, that's Scott Bradley is where the where I first ran into uh, Puddles. The clown. Yes, that's yeah. where I found him too. Yeah, yeah that's a good, good channel as well. All right, we have one lost uh, man to the bathroom. But he didn't announce it this time. He didn't. That was just a, he slipped away. Yeah, he just like a shadow in the night. night. All right, I'm I'm almost hesitant to start this next one without him. It is the the issue. Well, Matt, here, improvise an opera song while we're waiting. Yes, you put me on the spotlight. Yeah, here you go. Actually, I actually got a Matt thing. I uh, I showed Matt the uh, part of Grand Theft Auto Five where uh, uh, the guy gets. The Canadian guy gets pissed off at the uh, the army guys. Okay, uh, it's it's wonderful. It's just uh, uber Canadian. I, yeah, it's, what's what's his name? Is it Lester? What's the, what's the uh, angry Canadian from Grand Theft Auto Five? The most crazy character. Oh, the nut. Because we're all crazy. What's that? Yeah, the nut. Oh, <laughs> shit. What we got? Michael, Trevor, Trevor, right? Michael, no. Michael, Trevor, and. Um, Trevor? I thought Trevor was the crazy. It is Trevor. Yeah. Trevor's the crazy. Okay, it's Trevor, yeah. Trevor, okay, Trevor. Trevor is subtly Canadian, and there, there's a scene where he comes up across a couple of army guys, and they, uh, they're like, they see him standing. Go, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. Oh, one of our friends from the north. He says one word, and they peg that he's Canadian. <laughs> they go, Ooh, is there a moose or boot in the hoose? <laughs> I found it, uh, Torgo. It's a, his guy's name is Andy Refelt. Yes. R E H F E L D T. He's on YouTube. He has his own channel. Uh, there's a ton of them in here. Yeah, like he, he's he got, continues to do it. He's got a jazz metal version of Adele doing Rolling in the Deep. Um, Killing in the Name is a jazz version. That's uh, a really good one, too. A I've jazzy version of Dio's Holy Diver. Uh, death metal version of Myri, Miley Cyrus Wrecking Miley Ball. Miley Cyrus? <laughs> Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it, it goes on and on. Oh, I never he so hobby first. This one was hilarious. They did a uh, he did a metal version of Alba's Dancing Queen. <laughs> it's it's it, it's hilarious. Didn't uh, somebody just posted Guar covering? Yes, I saw Guar covering. Uh, what was, was it? it? Yeah. Yeah. You say? You think so? <laughs> was it ABBA? No. Sorry, it was awesome. Uh, I can't uh-huh, remember now. No. No. Somebody just posted it on Facebook. I, I just saw to look that, at it. but I didn't get a chance to watch it. Yeah, same here. I didn't get a chance to watch it. All right. Red light, green light, gentlemen. Oh, boy. Archie Comics Chief Creative Officer Roberto Aguirre Sacasa and the Flash and Arrow Executive Producer Greg Berlanti are hard at work on Riverdale. Oh, a, I heard about this. A one-hour one uh, one one live-action drama based on Archie and the gang. Uh, Riverdale offers a bold, subversive take on Archie, Betty, Veronica, and their friends exploring the surrealistic twists of small-town life plus the darkness and weirdness bubbling underneath Riverdale's wholesome facade. Set in a present in the small, fictional town of Riverdale, New York, the show will focus on the eternal love triangle of Archie Andrews, girl next door Betty Cooper, and rich socialite Veronica Lodge, and will include the entire cast of characters from the comic books, including Archie's rival Jug uh, Reggie Mantle and his slacker best friend Jughead Jones. Pa- uh, popular gay character Kevin Keller will also play a pivotal role. In addition to the core cast, Riverdale will also introduce other characters from Archie Comics' expansive library, including Josie and the Pussycats. 
I play a pivotal role with my pivoting pole. <laughs> Aguirre Sakaza said, Twi- Hey, Archie, you want to have a slumber party? <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> Sabrina can come. I can come. <laughs> Aguirre Sakaza said, Twin Peaks will have a big influence on the Fox oh, no. show. Riverdale is Archie meets Twin Peaks. You know how we're doing Archie meets Predator. This is Archie meets David Lynch. Who's doing Archie meets Predator? They're doing that as a comic book. Holy shit. Yeah. Archie meets Predator? They're doing crazy Archie I shit right really now. I really enjoy uh, Afterlife, Afterlife with Archie. Afterlife. Because of Afterlife and with Archie, I'm completely green on to this. To continue, <laughs> if God willing, this is a quote, if God willing, this works out the way we all want it to work out every Halloween, we will be doing an Afterlife episode of Riverdale. Nice. Yeah, no, I, that's yeah. I'm, 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 I can greenlight that one. You know, who played Archie the last time they did a live action version. No, David Caruso. Are you serious? That's how long ago it was, huh? Yeah, live action. <laughs> greenlight that one, David Caruso. <laughs> yeah! yeah. Sunglasses <laughs> off. Exactly. And I actually met uh, the guy who was the voice of Archie for the uh, for Sugar Sugar. Oh, it was like some. It, you mean the band, the Archies? Yes, but I met the guy who pooped, who did the lead vocal on who Sugar Sugar. It? No, he did it. Yes, he pooped it. Pooped it. The, producer. The producer. <laughs> he produced it. He produced it. I met the producer. The producer. Producer. He produced some poo. <laughs> well, maybe in this case, we got one green light so far, gentlemen. Green light. I will as well. You know, I never really was that interested in Archie and. This isn't really floating my boat, so I'm going to red light it. Have you read the new stuff? No. I just out. I was never that interested in the character anyway. Me neither. It's really they're good, they're just doing some really odd subversive stuff with it. Yep. Like right. I said, well, they're doing a predator it is dark and Archie. And weird and they, fun. <laughs> they did the uh, Punisher meets Archie years That's ago. Right. They did. They're I, they're having That's fun right. with it for yeah, good. for once. Yeah, they got to. But yeah, how many more high school storylines they got left? I'm done. It certainly beats the four or five years that Christian uh, comic company had it. Did, I didn't know that happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. That's great. Archie was really big into God for a couple of years. <laughs> God. Red light, green Literally. light, gentlemen. That one obviously got a green light. Uh, Bewitched has landed at NBC with a pilot production commitment. Coming on the 50th anniversary of Bewitched debut, the new version is a reimagining of the original series two generations later. It centers on Daphne, Samantha's granddaughter and Tabitha's daughter, a single 20-something witch who has always used her magical powers to conjure herself the perfect life. But soon she realizes that the one thing she cannot conjure and control is the one thing she wants most. A penis. Real love. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the original what a Bewitched bunch of bullshit. Star a big old chunk of horse shit. The ori- Fuck this. The original Bewitched starred Elizabeth Montgomery as Samantha, a witch married into an ordinary mortal man, and chronicles <laughs> the way her powers and wicked family get in the way of her efforts to live a normal, magic-free life as a typical suburban housewife. Unless they put this thing on its ear, a la Mad Men, and reveal the dark underbelly I of what that series was about. Doubt very much. And the misogyny is. and the just stupidity 
fuck this thing. Now, this I didn't know. Her daughter, Tabitha, got her own short-lived spinoff series on ABC in 1977. I remember that. Lisa Hartman played the adult Tabitha, who, along with her brother Adam, worked at a TV station. I didn't know that. Yep. I Yeah, I didn't know that either. Was, I never watched it, but I remember it existing. Was the TV station something like Magic TV or yeah. some shit? or? Witch TV or uh, you know, uh, TV. Sabrina was actually a Fox big News. hit for a while. It was a, it had a, it that was an Archie spinoff. Right, but that that had a fairly long-running... Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I was working it's on the Paramount on lot Hulu. when that was filming. Were you? Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I did you meet that animatronic cat? I never did. Oh, man. I heard he fucked like a rabbit. Don't get in front of him. <laughs> wow. I actually watched Everyone a couple episodes of Bewitched recently. When when Duncan was in the hospital with his uh, appendix, mm-hmm. we watched a bunch of old sitcoms, and he, he was fascinated with because he'd never seen these are you know you don't sit around and watch Bewitched or Sanford and Son or, <laughs> Not anymore or, a, or yeah Archie Bunker's place after <laughs> oh wow <laughs> when they have the little girl living with them not yeah. not, any, not yeah. all yeah. in the family anymore no it's Archie Bunker had his re- yeah. Yeah. Bar, I mean. Wow, does does Bewitched not hold up? It is so so obviously. Oh, yeah, like you say, misogynist and dude, all in the family. Yeah. I watched some you're, of those you're, the other day. You are totally rooting for the evil witches. You're totally like, <laughs> yeah. and, Dor- and Dora is the hero in that one. So yeah, you see it now. It's so fucking weird. It's like it's like you married a witch. She can do fucking anything, and you come home and talk shit about where's dinner. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, seriously, that's his priority. He's like, just make things normal in this house and give me my dinners. Give me my dinners when I get home and make sure everything's right. I just want normal stuff. Where are my dinners? Oh, 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 my baby's got stuff too. No, my baby's got all kinds of witch problems too. Oh, boo-hoo. Oh, Dick York slash Dick Sergeant. Right, fuck both of them in the face. <laughs> fuck that whole show. Terrible. Well, I think we know where Paul stands. Yeah, it's a waste of fucking time right there. That's going to fail miserably unless they put a real hard spin on it. Or maybe there's enough assholes in this country that'd be like, where's my dinners? Make my dinner. I wish my, my wife could make my well, dinner with movie, blinking. The, the, the movie they did was terrible, too. Yeah, so, yeah. it's a terrible it's, premise. Yeah. The premise is, make my dinners, witch. <laughs> I want my dinners and I want my life normal, even though I married a witch. Fuck it. Don't marry a witch. Marry a goddamn cook and shut up. <laughs> Show over. <laughs> Fuck you. I, I can't argue with that. The stupidest no. bullshit I've ever seen. I mean, where's my dinner? I've been home ten minutes. Where's my chicken? Oh, I'm, hungry for, I'm hungry for chickens. <laughs> Big piece of chicken. Oh, what, been, what happened to it? Even weak sauce Archie Bunker's place after they lost half the cast still kind of held up. Bewitched just looked like a freak show. No, it's terrible. Yeah. And I always was so crestfallen as a kid when I would see that intro come on and be like, ooh, cartoon. Oh, and yeah. And be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> In fact, I would no watch that and cartoon. then change it. Right, yeah. Cause, cause that was, that was still a fun. really good piece of animation. <laughs> And Same thing with Adrian Genie. Some really cool. Animation. I was that way with yeah. the Pink Panther films because yep. they they would intro with the animated Pink Panther and then all of a sudden it rolls into because I was too really too yeah. young to Absolutely. get the whole no, the whole comedy no, aspect of the. I, I actively so. held it. Against, I still have never seen those because as a child I actively held that against those. Movies. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. They're fun. They're the caper False movies. Like I'll bet they're great. But as a kid, I was so mad at them. Um, I actually uh, dream. I dream of Genie. I saw some of those that day too, and those hold up okay. They're not bad. I actually when I was in Florida, I went to Cocoa Beach. Which is where they're always going in that show. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's 
a fair amount of misogyny in that one too. I say but that, that seems but like she it gets one over but on him starts, all the time. But she actually develops. She actually starts yeah. wearing real clothes eventually, and yeah, she yeah. she figures this the whole thing out. She's like, okay, I think she drops the master thing after a little while. I think she does. Yeah, yeah. She's like master. And they also get no. married in that. In yeah, I think so. Yeah, the, the series. <laughs> no, nope. <laughs> When my dinner. It's still very dated, but it's not <laughs> my dinner. When my genie dinner. So, so I've got a vote oh, from for Red Light oh, for, for, for chickens dinner. over here. Yeah, Red Light. Oh, red Light as well. Uh, red Light, but it's going to happen anyway, so I may see an episode or two to see what happens. But I, <laughs> You want to expose your retina? It's like a train guy? wreck. You just can't turn away yeah, exactly, from it. Exactly, yeah. There, there's some freak show aspect to it. There's no doubt about it. Bar farts. Red Light, Green Light. Tom Hanks' classic 1984 comedy Bachelor Party is set to be adapted into a TV series by ABC. What? Bachelor, bachelor Party? Party single? Was not plural? Was going to be one yeah. bachelor a five-season Bachelor Party. <laughs> bachelor Party. Fuck off. Was Tom you Hanks You know what? If they do that, if they do it like 24, you got my fucking dollar. <laughs> <laughs> like shit. That, it's gonna be like that Project X shit, right? Fucking hell! It'd be, it'd be like the Hangover. I never saw that. Like movie. the first you're, Hangover. You're gonna, you're gonna wish. Over. You're gonna wish it was. You, uh, just, you just sold it to me, man. I would watch that one. Now, yeah. Bachelor Party was Tom Hanks' second big feature film after Splash. The series is described as being a half-hour comedy anthology series. The show will quote examine relationships <laughs> and the institution of marriage through the lens of three couples: one about to get married another recently divorced, and a third just falling in love. They will experience the trial by fire that is the modern-day co-ed bachelor-bachelorette extravaganza, unquote. I don't need to see uh, that. Yeah, red light. Not just red light. Burn that fucking script. <laughs> didn't this... I mean, Wow. And he's this, just staring. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Didn't this show exist like fairly recently? Was there a Patrick Warburton sitcom where oh, this, this the, is the that. rules Forever. of engagement? Yeah. This yeah. is this is Love American style. This with is three th- set casts of characters. This is thirty something. Uh, yeah, Love yeah. American style. <laughs> the red, white, and blue. <laughs> Did they have that? In God, Canada? do you remember when thirty something seemed old? <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> I, was, I was like, well, I'm glad I'll never have to deal with that kind of shit. That's uh, right. You but you know what? When I, when I see yet. that show now, I'm just like, they're crazy for be, doing all that shit at 30. Oh, yeah. You need to stop having kids. Slow your fucking roll. <laughs> stop crying. For my dinner. For <laughs> <laughs> my dinner. I've been home. I'm Timothy Busfield and I'm hungry. For my I, dinner. I can't remember a thing about that show. No, there's nothing to remember about that show. It was vapid. Vapid. Its vapidity was its only redemptive factor. You could watch any episode and not know which one you were seeing. And not <laughs> it wouldn't matter. You'd jump in the middle of anything and be like, oh boy, things are tough. Yeah, oh boy, things are hard. I mean, that's kind of all it was. It was like belly aching bullshit. Like, oh man, you know, my job. They only make a couple couple hundred grand a year. I remember, <laughs> I remember people talking about it at the time. What made it so special? What was so different about thirty something? It that, was that it was it affirmed an asshole point of view. Is that what it was? That's for fucking sure. It was about thirty somethings at a time when the baby boomers were thirty something. No. The yeah. ba- were the baby boomers? Not the baby boomers. Yeah. My, yeah. Does my dad no. kind of fit the baby boomer? No. no. I guess he's a little too old. I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it was. Because my so parents a, were in their 30s well, when that, that drama came to out. speak really? to the, the big yeah. generation. All right. Okay. Yeah. So late 30s. <laughs> early 40s for the boomers, I would say, at that point. But then it becomes a bit of a, a nostalgia. Oh, what a kid I was. 
<laughs> three years ago. Right. Which is which at this point is fucking ancient history, as I have discussed before. People look at two or three years ago as goddamn cave writings. <laughs> That's true. It's fucked up. We have no sense of time. None. It is I think it is being forcefully removed from our mental well, state. It's, it's worse here in Las Vegas because you think? the seasons are because so subtle. Because of the impermanence of everything. The yeah. seasons are subtle. Here he goes. The seasons, the seasons are, are subtle. subtle. He's fucking right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you have tuned into uh, a Las Vegas podcast at the onset of fall, October 27th, the first day of fucking fall. That it got slightly chilly right and and it's supposed to warm back up in a couple of days it's gonna warm back up next week but we will have winter in probably 12 days <laughs> right if you live if you live in a place with seasons you go you you, you remember something oh yeah there was it was that was when it was snowing that day or whatever right it's like no that's when it was hot and the wind there was, was blowing no, there was dust. that single cloud in the south yeah. of the sky <laughs> <laughs> it is time does kind of get flattened out here oh, pretty yeah. hard. Yeah, it does. I'm all for it though. I love this town. I don't want to know how old I am anymore. God damn it. <laughs> we can tell you. We can see. I I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean cut, it, it cut literally count the rings, baby. Like <laughs> this week we're in the out. 80s and then over the weekend it dips down into the upper 7 uh, upper 60s. And then next week, it's going to be in the mid-70s again. Take that, Miss. In so, November. So, yeah. In November. Yeah. Absolutely. We're going to be in the mid-70s. Yeah, enjoy your time, Maine. Which probably means we're going to have a hard <laughs> couple of uh, months with the cold. Water, I <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm so glad penises wasn't coming after that. <laughs> we're going to have a couple real hard dicks coming our way. Whoa, this November. Forget forget November. Get ready for Cocktober. October. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get out of this crazy weather. Sunday, I'm gonna drive out to L.A. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. Oh, yeah. About permanence, yeah. yeah. Red light, green light. It continues. The Jackal Group has acquired Grady Hendrix recently released supernatural mystery horror novel Horror Store for development as a television series, designed in the format of a furniture catalog. Parallels with IKEA, Horror Store is described as a classic. It's old a haunted item thing. It's it's a it's Friday the Thirteenth the series. No, no, it's a classic old fashioned haunted house story set in Orsk, a big box Swedish style furniture superstore. Wow, where all the shit is haunted. Each morning, Orsk employees arrive to find broken carrying carrying bookshelves, shattered glass glassware, oh. and vandalized Lirapip wardrobes. To unravel the mystery, five employees agree to spend a long dusk till dawn shift at the store, unaware of the darkness that awaits them. This is a movie? Uh, this is a TV series. Uh, horror Store tells a compelling old-fashioned horror story, but against a contemporary and relatable backdrop, said Gail Berman. This is truly a property that is meant to come to life in a live action, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Berman made her first mark in TV as head of Sandala Television, where she spearheaded the development of Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV series and went on to spawn uh, Angel. Uh, Horror Store was published by Quirk just last month. Quirk has two other bestsellers being adapted as features, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and Mrs. Pettigreen's Home for Peculiar Children. Hendrix's follow-up novel is due from Quirk Books in 2016. I will say this novel has piqued my interest for a little while, and I will probably end up picking it up. It looks like a fun premise. The the show is based on the book? Yes. Um, It sounds pretty cool. Uh, Nobody can hear you, Paul. They could save their their, uh, money by... uh, just looking at uh, 
a bunch of store footage from haunted stores. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that footage. I don't know if I can get a whole series. <laughs> I don't know where you. My girl, and I, my girl and I last night. I see. After, you went down that rabbit hole. Yeah, after after, after, the, haunted the, house, after the haunted house. Let's go look we, up we, ghosty we shit. We in bed and, and right? said, "Let's see the true ghosty stuff on YouTube." And just disappointment after disappointment. It's like, pretty rough. It's there's just, some scary shit on there. There is, but man, is it hard to find yeah, in the dreck? Well, I there's don't know. a lot of bad dreck. Yeah. And between that, well, I tell you what, go down the UFO hole. That has a little bit of a better connection. Okay. Start with scary UFO shit. Scary UFO shit. And then it kind of leads we, we into... We ended up having to go to creepy pastas for anything mildly disturbing. Uh... <laughs> that, exactly. That is exactly the that, reaction. There's nothing, but there's nothing scary. If you don't believe in any of this shit, which we don't, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it can't be that scary. It isn't, but at least there, I mean, it, there's you, a, tw- the, a twinge of weirdness. Right, you get that twinge, which was what we're something, always seeking. Something eerie. My wife cannot handle any of it, so I can't watch it with any kind of fun, and I don't like to watch it by myself, because <laughs> I wig myself out sometimes like an idiot, uh, <laughs> even though I know it's fake and Sure, fake. But, uh, but that's what you want. That's the that's, creepy that's eerie the creepy that you want fun, to stick yeah. with you. But then at the same, but then I go. I'm wasting my time just creeping myself out like a dummy. Uh, but yeah, uh, my wife has had some really weird shit go down on her camera what? in her store. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he did it to himself. <laughs> wow, no, you're looking. At, you're looking at one. You're looking at one, and then there's other one of the creepy things. <laughs> one of the creepy things that went down on my wife. Uh, yeah, I, actually, I'm the creepiest thing that went down on my wife. Let's get let's get it straight. Uh, but she's had some strange occurrences on her camera in her store. The, the, the alarm constantly going off in the middle of the night. Nothing. No wind. Nothing. Shit starts moving around. And shit's like, what? It's a little wiggy. It is. I love that stuff, yep. though. Love it. So is this a continuing series? Or is this a miniseries? That I don't know. It could very well be, I, be a miniseries. I would actually expect it to be. Because I don't know be. what you do beyond you know, First night? A, a night at the haunted Ikea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really it. That's the that's the, yeah. that's the log line. Does it turn out the meatballs are haunted? I don't know, but I really want to read oh. the book. <laughs> Go, guess, guess what? Those meatballs are not made I, I of pig. I don't think they're made of burl. They actually are. What? Yeah. Yes, they have some I've never been in IKEA. Well, clearly oh, not. You are. Well, they're, <laughs> you they're opening a couple here in Los Angeles. It's one of their trademarks. Yeah. You get a meatball on a toothpick. It is. Yeah. 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 But you they're also, good. but they're made of burrow meat. <laughs> That's what they don't tell you. Ghost burrow. Ooh, I haunt you, IKEA. I'm going to, I'm going Ooh, to go in all of your, your desks, and I'm going to remove one piece. So when everybody puts their desk together. So horror it's all store together except for Juan P. And that's spelled horror S T O R with an accent and over that's the spelled O. Spelled Juan J U A N. Did we red light the bachelor party thing? Uh, I think I mean, that was yeah. Because I across like, the board, it seemed like red. we slipped right into the. Next oh no! One, this so. I have four okay. red lights. On all right. That. You 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 burnt it before it was. Yes, like, that's done true. I did talking <laughs> about it. But okay, horror store. Um, green yeah. light, red light. Let's go. I'm gonna red light because I can't. Don't know where they're gonna get, where they can possibly go with that. You know what? I want to see it. Green light. Just oh. see where they go. I said red. So all right, oh, we, gotta split. we got to split. We have to get with the okay. okay. Kicks up to you, sir. <laughs> Horror store. Two more, gentlemen. Two more. Here we go. MTV has picked up Scream. 
to series with a 10-episode order for a premiere October 2015. MTV announced a pilot order for the long-gestating series adaptation of the hit horror film franchise with Dimension TV in May of 2013 is when this went into... Now, finally, the order has come. Scream! Red light, green light. You know, I have not seen the movie. What the hell is it about? Never liked the movie. It's three li- red have you light. ever seen any of the Scream films? No. Uh, they're really? actually not bad. At least the first one's good. Uh, the second one, you know, Diminishing Returns. But that last one, four, was pretty good. I never saw it. No? No. Nope. You should go see it. I just, it's got the ghost mask, right? With the big open mouth? Yes. Yes. Okay, so what's... It's Wes, okay. Wes Craven, right? It is one of the first self-aware horror movies. Okay. Where the movie, the people in the movie realize they are playing by horror movie rules. Okay. Oh, you know, I think I've seen a clip of that where they're outlining the rules. Probably. Yeah, okay. All right. Worth seeing the first one, though. The first one was yeah. good. The second one was kind of... Eh. I liked the third one and the fourth one. So this would be a self-aware horror series? Okay. Who knows what they'll do with it, but if, that's what... If it's a self-aware movies. horror series, I can green light that. All right. What I get from you, Jeff? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm leery about MTV doing a series anymore, but <laughs> I'd be interested to they, see what they do with it. They've got a hit with Vampire Diaries. Yeah. I'll give it a and, I'll give it a green light and Teen Wolf. I thought Vampire Diaries Teen was Wolf on hit, CW. Huh? I'm pretty sure. Is Wolf. it? I'm thinking Coming it's MTV, but I could be wrong. Never liked the movies. Red light. Red light. Oh, another one Commander for K. K. Scream kicks up to you. And finally, Fox has put in development an untitled comedy from Thirty Rock writer producer Colleen McGinnis, which is executive produced by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. The single camera half. (laughs) I should just pause after I say that. I should just pause. The single camera half hour comedy has a script commitment plus penalty. It centers around a 25 year old woman who works at a frozen yogurt shop, not a subway, and whose life is going nowhere until she discovers she is telekinetic. Oh, my. There you go. No title. Writer from 30 Rock. So we don't know if it's going to be serious or a comedy? It's a comedy. Oh, it is a comedy. Okay. Untitled comedy from Colleen McGinnis. It doesn't give me enough to red light it or green light it. I'm seeing a lot of jokes with things moving about hung by tiny strings. I'm grim red lighting that fucker. (laughs) Grim. (laughs) Grim red light. Come on, fishing line. You won't be able to see it. Matt, what are you doing? Oh. Eh, I don't know. I'm on the fence with this one. This point, let's go red light it. All right, just not enough to sell you. Yeah, yeah. I need more, so I'm gonna red light it. Just because there's just not enough there to even give me an opinion on the thing. All right, Paul. What's her occupation? She works at a frozen yogurt shop. Change it to a bakery. Yeah. Mind over batter. <laughs> Okay, can I change my answer if that's the title? And, and the tagline is, she'll get a rise out of you. Right. Ah, oh, there you go. There it is. The shit writes itself, guys. Yeah. Yeah, so that Maybe they've got a yogurt pun up their sleeve that I'm not thinking of. 
A telekinetic yogurt pun. We could, we could. Once this thing takes off, we could do. Uh, I know what it is. It's TCB. Why did that shit just move? <laughs> <laughs> is TCBY even around anymore? Is TCBY even around anymore? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I actually drove by where there used to be one. I can't remember if I saw it or not. It it, well, the last one I know turned into a dry cleaners. <laughs> There's one over at National Progression of Walgreens, Walmart. <laughs> TCBY, the country's best dry cleaner. <laughs> Remember in the 90s when those things were like everywhere? Craziness. Remember that? Didn't that Remember, usher, that ushered in the frozen yogurt yeah, craze? Yeah, they were it? the uh, they were the, uh, the I had no ball hair. I could thing. eat yogurt all I wanted. <laughs> Heady days. So <laughs> when this thing takes off, we can do a mentalist, uh, uh, a psych slash mentalist thing where we make the same show but with bread and make our big money. Hmm. All right. That's a. That that was a huge red light, green light, realized. But that's the state of your your Hollywood this week. It was worth it. Remind the listeners that all of these things are happening. Yes. Yes. As as much as you yelled at your music player, that's what's happening. So, moving on to news, if you've been reading comics at any point in the past two decades, there's a good chance you've read a book published by Vertigo. Founded in 93 by editor Karen Berger as a place to publish DC's more mature titles, it has since evolved into an imprint for creator-owned comics entirely separate from the events and characters of the DC universe. Vertigo's 21-year history is packed with acclaimed award-winning titles that frequently rank among the greatest comics ever, including Sandman, Fables, Astro City, Preacher, Why the Last Man, Transmetropolitan, Hundred Bullets, many more. Animal Man. Animal Man. So. Hellblazer. Why doesn't DC just let those people run DC? <laughs> Fuck's wrong uh, with they that. They did some of that. They, they did yeah. move some people around. Yeah, they, they better get it fucking right. Now, Don't DC be... Comics is going through a big major transition right really? now. Really? No. As they bleed money and scream at the walls. Well, what did we do wrong? As the company <laughs> prepares to move its comic book operations from the East Coast to the West Coast. Oh, they're done. It's over. Guys, do you realize there's no, not going to be a DC Comics in a couple years? To work alongside other DC nope. entertainment divisions. Done. They wish. Already done. located in California. Called Folded Away. Done. Dunskies. Now, are Jim, Jim Lee and Jeff John still Yes, they're running? still running the company. Okay. So, In fact, uh, in a new interview about the transition and future plans for the company, DC co-publisher Jim Lee noted that the uh, company will also include a rebrand of Vertigo. Lee didn't elaborate on just what this rebrand would entail, but it sounds like Vertigo is hoping to launch a new slate of creator-owned titles next year that will draw the same kind of attention Image Comics has been getting lately for its diverse genre-spanning lineup of titles from writers like Ed Brubaker, Scott Guys, Snyder, Jason Aaron, Matt Fraction. A reimagining of Preacher. Can I don't, you imagine? I don't think they're doing that. A reimagining. I'm just, in fact, I'm, of preacher again. I'm, That's right. We're doing two simultaneous launches of reimaginings of preacher. Everybody's gonna find one they like. Fuck it. Make it four. We're doing four <laughs> new versions of preacher. One of them, it's all about Cassidy, right? Oh boy. So it's called Cassidy, but it's a rebranding of preacher. One of them is all about the moon. People fucking love the moon. <laughs> Well, the only reason I asked if they were both those guys were still co-publishers is because they're both based out of L.A. anyway, and mm-hmm. they were doing a lot of commuting to New York. For, sure. So it would make more sense if your main staff and main publishers are based in L.A. to move it to West Coast. 
Now plus, again, plus they could probably also put their offices on the the Warner Brothers lot. Well, when you're planning on you know, closing Warner your that. giant comic book operation, it's best to move it. Well, first. no, no, no. Think about it. I mean, <laughs> what are the DC offices now? You don't have a bullpen anymore. Again, yeah. these are the reasons it's going to explode and die. Well, and a lot of your independent writers are, you know, all over the U.S. and they write and then they digitally transmit the material to, sure, you know, the office to be reviewed. So I mean, it's not, yeah, exactly like you said. There's no bullpen. It's not like a bunch of people sitting there writing that they walk around and see what they were doing at any given point in time. My it's dad, the true work at home. My yeah. dad and I were wandering around New York when I was applying for colleges, and we had hit everything we needed to. And he said, what are we going to do now? And I'm like, can we go to Mad Magazine? And we walked into the offices of Mad Magazine. Happened to be lunchtime, so hardly anybody was there. But the secretary says, yeah, yeah hang on. And she called, called somebody, it was like Angela Torres, I think it was. And Angela Torres gave us a tour of Mad Magazine's offices. That's brilliant. And that was uh, William Gaines was sitting in his office. You know, we didn't go in <laughs> there. so but jealous. And William Gaines was sitting away, yammering on the phone, talking to somebody or writing something. And How amazing. Oh, it was, it, I mean, that was the day. You could just walk in. I think we did the same thing with Marvel. That We couldn't get past the, uh, we couldn't get past the um, secretary's office, but they came out and handed us a bunch of comics. That's cool. I did the same thing. I went and uh, toured Mad Magazine. It was during lunch, too. Yeah. And I was kind of bummed because there weren't a whole lot of people there. And then this... Uh, Indian guy came up with a bag full of food. He was making a delivery right to Sergio Arjonas, who happened to be in there in the oh, building. Yeah. And so, right, so I'm like, I'm following this guy right in. Sure, sure. And I, I followed, I followed, I hid behind the Indian guy, followed him into Sergio Arjonas's uh, um, office. Yeah, he just and, jumped uh, out. Hey, and, and I, well, kind of, kind of. I ju- I jumped out and I was like, I was like, Sergio Arjonas, you're, I'm such a huge fan. And the the Indian uh, guy who had brought the lunch. Threw everything on the ground because he was fucking terrified. He hadn't seen me, and, and Sergio Arjona, Arjonas goes, "What me curry? Fuck you!" Wow. <laughs> you think I really went to Mad Magazine's of offices? Not. Of course like not. Andy. But I was expecting something better. Well, out too of bad. <laughs> I was hoping you get for a, a what me worry line. pun. Sorry, Although, sorry, dicks. Sergio Arjonas, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Sergio Argonis was one of our better interviews that we did. Uh, right, he's with the awesome. Video show. He was really cool. Loves Indian food. Yeah. In fact, you know. he uh, recently wrote an autobiography. I hear it's really good. <laughs> oh wow! No, he I was, was he was very generous with his time when we when we interviewed him. I was wandering around a uh, art uh, art in a park thing in Ohio, California, and looked up and there was Sergio. It's <laughs> like oh. Twitch has updated its terms of service to include a loose dress code of four on-camera personalities. Ah! <laughs> it took them, what, three weeks to fuck it? Yeah. Three weeks to ruin everything that's cool in India oh, about this thing? God. Now, I'll be the first to tell you, when I'm surfing on Twitch... Exactly. I'm right there with you. Oh, man. <laughs> do I just get bummed the fuck out when I see Bro Broham sitting there in his skivvies beefing out and being like, yeah, check it out. Look at my pecs and my Mountain Dew. Like, get out of here, you 12-year-old freak job. <laughs> Cut it out. It's gross and weird. <laughs> but then there's a lot of gals hanging their hoodly-hoos out, too, to drive, just to drive traffic. I can't fault them. It's, this is, they're, they're destroying their, their own service. I hope they know. I yes. guess they do know. <laughs> do they that know? Will, that will well, now it asks it. users to dress appropriately when broadcasting. Do they know what they're doing to this service? I don't know. Does Google not. give a fuck, or are they just trying to destroy any and all competition? It's not Google. It's Amazon, right? Amazon that bought Twitch? 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Google's, was it Amazon bot Google's Twitch? fell through. And yeah, then Google Amazon fell through. Well, I but don't yeah, know what they, the fuck Amazon's doing. They destroyed it. Yeah, they're going to kill it. Yeah. You got it. It's got to stay rebellious and weird, man. Twitch's but, new terms of service says that streamers should not appear on camera full or partially nude or wearing sexually suggestive clothing. That is an open-ended bullshit term. Quote, everything is sexually suggestive. Quote, nerds are sexy and you're all magnificent, beautiful creatures. Fuck but, you. But let's try to keep it as about games, shall we? No. Reads oh, the yes. updated rules of yes. conduct's page. Wearing no clothing or sexually suggestive clothing, including lingerie, swimsuits, pasties, and undergarments, is prohibited, as well as any full nude torsos, which applies to both male and female broadcasters. You may have a They're going to lose pack. better than half of their broadcasters with this. Yeah. So many shirtless dudes on Twitch all day long. 80s, can you check real quick and see if topless Twitch is taken? You may have a great six-pack, but that's better shared on the beach during a two-on-two volleyball game. Blasting Who are these? With the boys, Who are these musketeers? The <laughs> Who are these fucking guys? Hey, everybody. 1950s idiot shitbag here. I'd like to tell you all the dumb crap shit that makes sense to my society. Let's keep it groovy and smooth. Nobody say any rude words, huh? Groovy and smooth. <laughs> Nobody ruffle any feathers, what do you say, huh, guys? I mean, come on, a t-shirt's fun and all, but let's dress nice. A boobity bip bop a doobity skip skibbity blah blah blah. Another quote from them, if it's unbearably hot where you are and you happen to have your shirt off guys or bikini top girls, then just crop the webcam to your face. Problem solved, unquote. Crop these nuts. You know what? They should just start showing dick all day long. Just put it on your dick, guys. Burn All right, it, listen. Man. You know what? I'm a I'm a dress my dick. Should, I'm gonna dress yeah. my dick like a little dude and just put my dick on there with googly eyes and shit. Like you like, said, look, it's got full clothes on. They're going to lose half, if not more, of their viewership because anyone who gives a shit about games is playing the games, not watching streams. No, oh, now see, now I now I debate you because I love watching Twitch and I love games. I just, just that be bonus? A, I just <laughs> happen to be an old fucking man who doesn't have enough time to get really into playing them, and I would rather watch someone play some of these titles that I'm interested in rather than paying $70 to you know, play it for five minutes and never touch it again. Uh, I am not scoping out for sexy hoo-hahs on Twitch. There are plenty of places to find sexy hoo-hahs, but doing this is going to erode and destroy the punk rock of that community, and they're fucking themselves so hard. They are fucking themselves so hard. This is the danger that lies uh, down the road for all podcasts as well. I fear the day when the giant hand comes down and tries to crush this thing. As sure. it will. That's it will good, yeah. try. Yes, it will. It will try. They don't know what it is yet. They don't know what podcast is yet. And they don't give a fuck because it doesn't make any money. Yeah. That's the only thing keeping us safe right now. Yeah. Twitch started making fucking money. That's why they're doing it. People are making fucking money on Twitch. And they went, oh, get your dick away from my money. <laughs> they're so stupid, man. That's they don't is. realize that that's what's drawn in the dough. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the weird behavior, the strange it's, it's, stuff. They're trying it's to sanitize it. All the cosplays. all weirdo the... subculture. And it's great. It's great. God, there's some great people out there. Lethal Frag, you ever watch his channel? Mm -mm. He's wonderful. He's just as weird as they fucking come. Cool dude. That's been, the guy who did like three years of streaming, right? He's been doing a lot, and he's been like, playing a lot of uh, he's been playing a lot of pinball lately. He was playing pinball effects, and and uh, or the, the 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 one that's on PC, the one that you love so much. Okay, Torgo, the pinball arcade. Yeah, right. So what I love about his stuff is he crosses over into the real world. 
So a lot of these tables he's very familiar with as far as the actual real table. Wooden table. Right. And so now his stream, the last couple of days, he is in the process of refurbishing and retooling a Star Trek The Next Generation pinball table. So he's taking you through that process. So he's got a, a couple of webcams set on that board and he's showing you all the connectors he's taking the thing up it's like what we could see here in vegas when we go to the pinball museum and see tim working on a machine sure we can oh, yeah. see that in action but this is being broadcast to the world at large that don't get access to that kind of cool shit now i want to go to the pinball hall of fame i want it's, i it's just close. went i just went again tonight i just went again tonight it's i i feel i feel so fucking spoiled if you are a nerd and you come to Vegas, you are a fool if you miss a pinball. This Hall of town, Vegas. man, this town is great. Right next to the pinball arcade, there's a gamer's paradise. Wonderful store. Phenomenal. Right. And I just went in again today. It keeps getting bigger and better. I bought a bunch of games, well, two games, and talk shop with these dudes. Oh, just so much fun. And then went over and played classic pinball games. And man, I had some balls. I was playing this uh <laughs> this uh the Sega the Sega Star Wars yeah. table from a few years back. Oh yeah. I fucking killed it. Ah. I earned two free games and won two free games. Crushed it. Damn. Crushed it. You I mean, just set up my one with the random numbers. No, two of them I won randomly and two of them I earned. Two of them I got I I broke the score necessary by kicking its fucking ass. Mm. I just set up my old NES. <laughs> what? So I just set up my old NES uh, a couple days ago. So if you find Mike Tyson's Punch Out, the original, this guy's looking for it. All right. How much you want to pay for it? I'll never say, I'll never go away from my copy. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard to find. I'll sell you mine. Uh, not the Mr. Dream. I want Mike Tyson. I know it's not that okay. hard to find. Yeah. Go Ga- online. Gamers Paradise, man. Try them. Yeah. Out. I wasn't looking for it today, but it's not that hard to find. It's not super easy to find, but it's not. That's not a that's not a a, a a fucking giant squid. That ain't uh no. Sure. Uh, you might spend 20 25 maybe at the top I would think right now. Although we're in a weird bubble right now. We're in a weird Don't game wait. collecting bubble. Yes. I noticed this at the classic gaming convention. Prices are astronomical. It is really sky high and a friend of mine who is a market watcher was like, "Yeah, there's a real collectible game bubble it's and not it's, where it should it's be it's not well it's it's the reason is it's not a shortage of supply it's people are realizing that younger generations are getting into classic gaming because you know their parents played on these systems and you know are now introducing to that and there's there's also the nostalgia factor for adults that you know sold off their console or whatever when they're a kid and they want it back so you have a bunch of groups of people who are hoarding these supplies. They find them, find them at a reasonable prices, buy a bunch of this stuff up, and they're holding on to them to try to drive the price up well, and wait to sell it There's when they get to a point where they think, okay, now I've doubled my there's a little you know, of that, expenditure, etc. There's a little of that, but there is just a real big resurgence in the interest in the stuff right now well, yes, in general. That's, that's part of it. But there's also been a year and a half of some real bullshit next-gen consoles that yeah, nobody fucking say. wants. That'd be part of it. Nobody fucking wants these new systems, really. Really, because they just sold a shitload yeah. of consoles no, over the last six months. Comparatively, yeah. no. No, no even, they're, even, they're it, above the original system's numbers. Who earns? I'm afraid the numbers are not going against That's what you're saying. That's worldwide. It's yeah. bullshit. I don't believe it. I don't know who's buying it. It's phantom purchases. Face but, it, Paul. You're wrong. No, I'm not wrong. <laughs> Whoa, There's phantom purchases. Are. No, I... Uh, the the, the, the time, will, time will prove me out. This generation is going to be 
known for failure. This is a garbage generation of consoles. It's, Xbox One is a piece of shit. You know, again, it's, it's, it's way funny. too he's, early. He to said say that, that about the Xbox. He yeah, said and, that and, about and, the and Xbox you've, 360. Yeah, you, you've had this conversation and yes. this statement. I did not say that about the 360. 360 got its shit together. It really did. Not from the start. You did. No, but I didn't not, buy it at the start. And you didn't not buy it at the for start. Its first year. Well, I am afraid three, the Xbox has completely lost its way at this point. It is not friendly to the games that 360 was well, about. They're trying to fight, and they're gaining ground. Well, because yeah. they're dropping the price by 50 bucks next, yeah. next now, week. That just happened. But it's ridiculous. They were already gaining ground. Anyway, if you are sitting around and going, hmm, $400 or... $200, I get a system and a couple of games that I know are good from 20 years ago. Yeah, it's a pretty easy mathematical equation. It is, but that's a whole different gaming experience, too. It, Yeah, a better one. Well, 8-bit. <laughs> uh, again, that's beauty in the eye of the beholder Well, and that. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's also, you know, people who ain't online, man. There are still plenty of people who do not have their shit all hooked up 24-7. There is. It's less I'm, and less per year, but you're right. There are. I'm hook, that's where the I'm economic divide falls in, too, and so sure. these people don't have 500 bucks to spend on a console sure, anyway. Sure, but so. that was the, was the exact same thing with the last generation, too. Yeah, for a while, that's true, but this is so much more intrusive, it feels like to me. Stuff like Destiny, like the reason that game has kind of hit the wall of shit it's just because, not a very good game. Right. It's not a very good game, but the reason that it's hamstrung... Yeah, people are still playing it like crazy. Well, yeah, reason, some people love it. The reason it yeah. was so hamstrung is because it was all about the multiplayer and the on always mm-hmm. online element. Sure. And when that got taken out, it's a weird game. It's I, stuck in the middle. No, it's not even that. That's, I've even heard it, it's pretty much shit. <laughs> it, it, it is, but that's not the reason why it's shit. It's, no. it's, it's shit a because it's, it's an MMO. Lots of uh, content. Yeah. Well, there you go. But that's what I mean. Like It's an MMO, yeah. but it doesn't play as an MMO. Uh, right, to, yeah. it's an it's, MMO disguised as a first-person shooter. Yeah, okay. with with a lot Borderlands esque type it, to it, it. It wants to be more that, grinding, uh, less loot. A lot more grinding, a lot and, less loot. And the That's story and, and, is so yeah. slow to no, reveal itself. No, it's not even that. The story is unimportant and uninteresting. Well, yeah, even when you get I've heard hard yeah. digs on the story after I've. I, I gave up on it. Then I went to look to see what the story was. Did you go on the app Blip. and try and read that shit? Yes. Oh, you actually invested in that. Yeah. See, that's the thing. The story is so fucking uh, occluded and, 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 and hidden. You have to use a separate app <laughs> to read fucking shit about the story or on go another on their system. website. Yeah. Yeah. You can't even do it on the fucking game. Dumb. And even that is just. A, a huge collection you know, of made-up nouns. It's funny. They started some of that shit with Halo, with the I Love Bees and all that kind of stuff. They you can started, see that. yeah. So yeah. like, maybe they just went a little crazy. Okay, I don't know what the I Love Bees is. And, and here's, I love bees and here's the thing: viral there, marketing. There are people that Halo out too. there love it, but I think there's also people out there justifying their seventy dollars spend. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that could be too. So it's just like I've spent seventy dollars, so I'm going to enjoy this because I have no choice except. Well, it's the same thing as the people. You know, it's all the Nintendo, Sega fanboy stuff. It's like I love Nintendo. I love Sega. I only own one console, so I must defend it to the death. I don't have enough money for both. I would enjoy I having both, but... I was in that camp. Yeah, see, no. I, I could give a fuck. I was yeah. like, well, I mean, I'm a Nintendo fanboy. I'm not, I don't know. Now, this week, that, Xbox But I have, I have bought Sega systems. Xbox One's next big exclusive drop today. So, Sunset Overdrive. Don't yes. know anything about it, but uh, I, will tr- I will try it out. I think it looks like fun. I'll tell you what. 
I just read the reviews on WWE 2K15. Yeah. I got to save 60 bucks. Did you? It's totally a piece of shit. Oh, no. Everybody's saying it's garbage. It's funny. It, they, they alternate year to year now. Like, well, that's not true. 2013 and 2014 were both good. Last year's was fantastic. And 13 was good, too. 2012 was not good. 2011 was great. It's weird. They, hmm. just, they drop the ball every other year or so. Well, they try and incorporate all this new technology for the new systems. Sure. But, of course, they're also developing for the previous platforms. So they're mm-hmm. caught between that. And that's another problem as to why these new why next systems gen is suffering is because, because they, they are hamstringing to, themselves they for the old systems. They have to build out because you can't ignore that. Uh, oh, yeah. That There's, user that's, base that's is user so base, it's huge. huge. And, but as, the, as a year goes on, you're going to see that. That's stopping. It's slowing yeah. down. But we still got two years of that. Oh, at, at least. Right? So, I mean, I'm not... But, but you're going to see less console. and less of those. Less of it, yes. Yeah. PC Master Race. Well, I look, I took a... Because I heard about this price drop, and that's tempting. And I, I still, as much as I despise the Xbox One, I think I might get one of those before PlayStation, just because I hate PlayStation controllers. Mm. But I don't know. I might just... I don't know. You should I, try the PS4 controller. It, maybe. It, I know it looks very similar to the old one, Feels but it a has different. a much more comfortable feel to it. The PS3 that. controller was so lightweight you thought you'd break it when you picked it up. Right, yeah. This one like has heft and it feels good. Okay, well I might try that because I was looking at the Xbox One library and I was like, if I see three games that I want I'll seriously consider thrown down soon. PlayStation has to make a decision right to do something because... And there yeah, are only two games that I want. I think right it's now. up to like <laughs> January 4th, $50 less for an Xbox One. That's the deal. Yep. Yep. So, and plus you can get those Sunset Overdrive packs and yeah. the, that new, what do you call it, pack? The, uh, sure. The new uh, Kevin Spacey Modern Warfare. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah Call yeah, of Duty, yeah. that one, yeah. The They're Duty probably going to yeah. sell a lot of those because there's sure. a lot of hardcore Call of Duty fans that are going to just... And one of the things that drove the sales of Xbox One, why the, the forward thrust happened and started beating... PlayStation 4 is the Destiny pack that they released. Yeah. They had, well, I could spend the price for a PS4 or I could spend the price for an Xbox One. That includes Destiny. Yeah. And so that drove a lot of systems mm-hmm. just because it came with that game. So Sunset Overdrive does look fun. And I saw that bundle uh, a couple days ago and I'm like, that's a really brilliant idea. I mean, it has, you know, the, the neat colors for the on the box for the sunset overdrive you know box art and so forth and you know it's it looks like a fun little game it actually looks a lot like a kind of humorous version of infamous you know and a little more uh light-hearted because i mean the premise of the game is that there's this tainted uh energy drink that is turning people into crazy monsters sure. and you're it, trying it looks to like survive. it's having fun with itself yeah so I'm exactly to see where i'm, I'm anxious to play it i want to give it a shot so sure. What do you want to give a shot? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And until next week, happy Halloween. I am Master Dorgo. The Halloweenie. 80s Jeff. Fact <laughs> check dandy. Floppy Matt. The Halloweenie. And we'll the talk Halloween. to you next week in wow. Geek. That's when I did the repost of last week. I put the Halloweenies as the uh, the tagline for the show for all of us. Uh, We're Halloweenies. Are we? Let's see. Yeah. That's an old like middle yeah. school joke. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty good. Like why can't witches get pregnant? Because warlocks got Halloweenies. Warlocks have Halloweenies. <laughs>